Sanity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. I just got back. Escaping the smoke, huh? (coughs) Yeah. For those of you that watch the show on Sunday, I had a horrible migraine. I was like, why is this happening? And then I look at the air quality index. On Sunday, it was 220. I woke up the next day and my daughter's eyes are like swollen and she has some weird contact dermatitis. There's ash falling on my car and like no one can breathe. Yeah. So I thought about going to Montana and then I decided to go to um go to Seattle where the air quality was perfect. Lots of trannies, but the air quality was <laughs> It great. must have been bad if you made that trade. <laughs> yeah, I don't, every time I go I go there I get really nostalgic about moving back. Uh yeah, we'll come full circle and you'll you'll head back to Seattle soon enough. It has a lot of good things about it. You just have to live amongst all these retards. Uh yeah, if you're if you're into pedophile communists, Seattle is a great place to be, I'm sure. Uh, <sighs> other great news, uh thank God, the Inflation Reduction Act is about to kick in cuz man do we need it. I can't wait till they turn that thing on. What what an absolute disaster of uh well, I guess it would be a disaster of political optics if I thought these things were accidental anymore. But that Biden and company celebrating the Inflation Reduction Act side by side on the screen, the stock market crashing because nobody yeah. believes any of the bullshit that he's talking about. And uh, if I if I stop believing these things are accidental and start understanding that they are intentional and that everything they do is a stick to poke you, uh, they start to make sense because nobody could nobody could possibly sincerely participate in what they were participating yes uh in uh, yesterday that's a difficult pill to swallow you know Uh, i'm pretty convinced but you know who was invited uh, maybe i'll talk about it a little bit on sunday the team from good pillow was there with their 150 dollar pillows to celebrate the reduction in inflation meanwhile the fbi finally got him the actual pillow man mike lindell had his phone seized by the FBI at a Hardee's, my sources say. So, uh, I, I guess uh, Good Pillow is going to be taking over and taking over. Uh, hope everybody stocked up on your your My Pillows while you could. Oh, I I almost uh, forgot. I have to make an announcement. Uh, there will be no call in show next week. We have to cancel. You know, I shouldn't say have to. I will be absent doing an elk hunt. I've never gone hunting in my entire life. Are you going to kill a majestic elk? Uh, well, I'm not going to do it because I don't have the skill to take the shot with the bow, but I'm going to assist and hopefully like it will be. A... This might wound you deeply. No, I, like I you'll cry a single tear and <laughs> I'm mostly prepared to walk around in the mountain wilderness for three days, have nothing happen and come back empty handed, which is the most likely outcome. But it all sounds terrible. If we are successful, yeah, it'd be it'd be really great. Uh, not that I expect to become a hunter <laughs> immediately, but these it's something I've never done and. Uh, I want to know that if times get really tough, that I could accomplish something like that if I had to. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how well we do. And hopefully I'll come back with uh, 
I don't know, one of those cool photos that everybody else has that I don't have standing next to, you know, some giant elk that I didn't kill, but I helped to track and maybe did some calling and things. Don't like smile, that. though. It looks creepy. All right. In those pictures. All right. Stern faced, proud, but and maybe I can negotiate some some elk burger or something if I'm uh, if, I, if, if we're successful. Anyway, uh, I will, of course, uh, the Sunday show will not be interrupted. Uh, Just Wednesday's show will be canceled next week. That's September 21st. We'll be back uh, for the Wednesday show as usual, September 28th. Other (gasps) than that, what? Turning 35. Oh, that's right. Your birthday's what? The the 26th? 26th. Wow. What are you, October 2nd? October 18th. Wow. Every year I forget your birthday. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, that means what? Uh, we have, oh, this coming, no, we, the, the Sunday show after this next one is the day before your birthday. So we can, we can do a birthday special that Sunday. Why? 35. That's my scary age. <laughs> Although I have a kid, so I'm not freaking out about it. <clears throat> well, we're both about to turn that, that, that does seem, what's the boundary of middle age is 35. I think 40 is. Okay. You're squarely middle aged at age forty. Okay, non negotiable. Well, although thirty five, you know, if you make it to seventy, that's a good run. We might already be a yeah. Average here. a man's average lifespan is what seventy seventy two. So thirty five, at least for men, I think that it's qualifies. Yeah. We're about to be middle aged. That's all right. Mm. Uh, anyway, regular call in show as usual tonight. Uh, you guys know how it works, but if you are new to the show, there are instructions for how to participate in the description of whatever video platform you may be listening on. We will uh, take as many calls as we can, stopping every half hour to check in with your super chats. And uh, we will catch up with your email questions at the end of the show as usual. If you'd like to participate in the show, but you're having trouble getting in live or you can't do it live, you can always send us an email question. The way to do that is through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. That's how we take them. And we'll get to those later in the stream. But up first is uh, Zig Won't Die. Zig, are you there? Evening, guys. How you doing tonight? We are well. What's on your mind? Um, I didn't want to do this, but I'm going to ask your, uh, your opinion on this Andrew Tate character. Hmm. Um, yeah. He kind of just kind of like showed up about a week or two ago to me, completely off my radar. Uh, doesn't seem organic at all. Uh, and more of like a, a wall poisoner along with the, uh, the adjacency to um, the Alex Jones situation. And the only thing I know about this guy is that he hit it and quit it, Michaela Peterson. And then also I've heard through the grapevine this sex trafficking thing might be legit. Yes, and his apparently his father was uh, CIA, so that's cool. yeah. I don't I don't know anything about this guy other than he suddenly was banned off everything, and that became a big story. But I don't know what content he makes. I don't know what his perspective is. I don't know why he was well, banned. I don't know anything about it really. From what I've gathered, he says a decent amount of truths, you know, going into like wage slavery kind of stuff, but uh, then follows it up with you know Donald Trump was against the the system and all that type of mess, and it's. All the way around, I think it's more just thought. Um, what's the word? They're they're mm-hmm. trying to push people into a certain position type of deal, and apparently he's really you know he's big with the Zoomers because it's it's kind of like a masculinity revival kind of deal. Well, why was he uh, banned? I mean, none of that sounds like it's particularly ban worthy. I can't tell you, huh. other than the fact that it, it looks a lot like the Alex Jones thing. Okay. Uh. 
Yeah, I just want to know what you guys thought about it. But if you know, I'll unfortunately, right I, I just haven't paid a, a ton of attention to it, so I, I wouldn't be able to. He, something about this story, I I find uh, boring and insipid, and so I, I can't motivate myself to like read about it. I know he was on Tucker, and everybody's talking about him, but I've always thought he was just seemed like he was a douche. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what I got out of it. <laughs> it's, I I haven't listened to a single thing of his, so I don't know. Um, but. Uh, I, I hate to, I, so I don't know. I just, it wouldn't be fair of me to, to comment. I just don't know what his material is. Um, no did, did you have anything else on your mind? Well, seeing as I'm a, a bit of a plumber, pissing in the shower topic is mm. okay. Um, the piping itself, the drain piping is the same stuff they make for the toilets and all that. So it's not going to mess up your drains. Mm. But there is a pee trap at the bottom of it. So if you piss like right at the end of your shower, you might have some of that staying in there and you'll have a stagnant piss smell. So oh. if you're going to well, do it, run a little bit of water behind it. Okay. Okay. So don't do it at the very end. Thank you for the tip. Right. Uh, hey, here I, I actually have a plumbing problem. I know everyone's eager to hear this, but let me ask you this. Right. How difficult is it to install your own water heater? If I wanted not, to try that. It's not too bad. I mean, I'm sure if you go through enough YouTube tutorials, I can get you through it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's nothing too crazy. It might be a little bit of soldering, depending if you got uh, PVC piping in there already or not, and that could, uh, help, you know, yeah, make it a little harder. Yeah, but brazing isn't exactly rocket science either. Yeah, I think mine's on the way out, so uh, at least it looks like it's got a little bit of a leak. So, and it's about ten yeah, that's years an old. Issue. It's about ten that years old. So probably gone. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's it's about time, and I I look at the prices of things and think, how hard could it be to to put that in myself? Maybe it's a it's bad idea. It's just the same as trying to fix your own car, man. I don't know. If it, <laughs> <laughs> once you get in there, it, it, it changes a little bit. I've had varying degrees of success with fixing things myself. I wonder if I'm willing to gamble the luxury of hot water on it. I don't know. If, All right. Uh, if you're going for it, I'd say yes. Stop uh, letting anybody else fix your own shit. Well, it, it uh, it's great to have the skills to maintain and fix your own stuff. So it's worthwhile to the extent that you're successful um, I just worry about not being successful and wasting a bunch of time and messing things up. Um, but, uh, but Even yeah, to then, your, sorry. Well, every time like there's a problem around the house and I, I figure it out through watching YouTube videos or something, you feel like a God when you're done. Like I could achieve <laughs> yeah. anything. Yeah. I'm a champion. So if I was able to do this, it would be another, another feather in my camp, but no, give it a shot, man. It's not, it's not too crazy. Well, sooner rather than later, I think the uh, the thing's going to force me to. So, thank you for the encouragement. Yeah, man. Every All night. Right. One last thing. Oh yeah, uh, sure. Since it's you know a lottery shot at uh, getting into that um, that movie review segment, mm-hmm. please somebody next month get RoboCop two in there. <laughs> oh God. It's one of the only situations where it's you know a sequel is better than the original. And it has a lot more of a, a storyline behind it and all a right. moral and all that type of stuff. Can't be RoboCop. I think oh, you, you can might definitely be enjoy that one. <sighs> but I, it, yeah, if it, if it comes up, uh, I will. I am obligated to watch it, so I will. Right on. All, all right, right thank you, man. Thanks. Have a great night. Let's see. Uh, the most clever username, Mister Clever. Are you there? Hello. I'm here. What's on your mind? Uh, I wanted to, to I, I did a super chat last week. Um, 
where we were talking about the Halloween costumes. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for supporting the show. I just wanted to chit-chat about it a little bit. Yeah, were you be. talking was yours uh big titty pelosi or did you suggest something else <laughs> no oh. no that was my suggestion that was just blonde you should be jen Saki and Ooh. peter doozy that might be fun i uh <sighs> I, re- I received I mean, this- not, not jen Saki. there you go jen blackie <laughs> oh god <laughs> well that <clears throat> then, yeah you're, there's going to be some uh, logistical gambling uh, with, with how well, we try well, to achieve that got the blonde hair so she can do doozy <laughs> so i have to be i have to no be more Korean. drag costumes i've done that's, two drag costumes that's true we have done our fair share you know what what else um uh, another suggestion i got that's very i don't want to say it's it's obvious to dismiss it i think it's a big news story that is fitting and i'm surprised i didn't think of it but uh amber heard and johnny depp we could go that route and I'll just oh. throw fake poop at you the whole story. Yeah, exactly. You could bruise yourself up and uh, and, and take a shit live on air. <laughs> That's one way to get famous. Yeah, yeah. You can do that fake cry, too. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. All right. Well, th- nothing. there have been no decisions made, so the, it remains under consideration. I remain open to nominations as well, so we have a little bit of time to work with. You can also do Putin and Zelensky. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. Well, who has? I mean, blonde's gonna not be it. blonde's gonna be Putin. Blonde's not gonna be Zelensky. There's I will no, not be. There's no way. Uh, but how do you make yourself look like Putin? How would that even be achievable? Bald well, cap, makeup, riding a bear. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I guess I, I kind of, yeah, like it'd be easier to to become Zelensky than to become Putin. Someone has to be shirtless on a horse. Okay, I don't know who's gonna do that. Uh, all right. Gotta wear the black star also, or the black sun. What's that? I don't know what. What's that reference? The black sun. Yeah. It's the Nazi symbolism that the Azov uses. Oh well, yeah, but Zelensky. Well, uh, is the Azov? Are they on the? Is Zelensky? Is he? I guess I don't understand the politics of all of that. Are they legitimate? uh, Are they allies by convenience, or do they actually support each other? I know they're Ukrainian, but like. Are they political allies? Does that make sense? They're more like enemies of my enemies are my friends. Yeah. You know? They just... So, uh, because the Azovs, obviously, Nazis, right? So anti-Semitic and all that stuff. They pro-Ukraine. Are they... Last. But they're not necessarily pro-Zelensky for, I suppose, obvious reasons. But I, I, I don't know... They're pro-Zelensky in the sense that he's been getting them all the weaponry that they need and all that stuff. Okay. Kill as many Russians and non-Ukrainians as possible. Hmm. They have the same outcome, the same uh, final goal. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the suggestions. Did you have any others before, uh, before we finish up? If you're Zelensky, you could probably also get a, a, a rocket on the black market. <laughs> I hear they're about $30,000. Yeah, if I uh, just become a Ukrainian, maybe I will have awesome weapons shipped to me for free. Yeah, There's really. always that bonus. I heard you can identify as Ukrainian now. Yeah, so sounds great. Work. All right, you guys have a good night. You as well. Me too. Thanks. I know, I know it's really basic, but I'm, I'm sort of intrigued by the Depp herd idea. Okay, I could make that happen. I mean, it's... it's fairly easy for both of us to achieve we'll have to think of some creative angles to make it a little more fun although you have to t- get that thin mustache 
I don't, but I don't, that's the thing. I was like, I don't want to shave specifically for this purpose. Come on, commit to the bit. <sighs> I hate being clean. Like if I, if I had to shave everything and just do this tiny little mustache, then it would take, you know, I got to do like get a, a wig with your hair that it's like all straight. Yeah. And then I got to wear a suit. Like I have to be trial Johnny Depp, you know, or you could just go straight pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, that's true. You could be some combo of both, I suppose. And uh, who is she? Aqua lady. I don't know. Uh, I I can't remember. She has to have fake bruises and stuff, though. You yeah. Know? We'll we'll have to think about it. Although Aqua I, Woman, that's really lame. That can't be. Well, there's Aqua Man, but is there an Aqua Woman? I've I've never heard. Help of me that. out, live chat. Uh, Big Titty Pelosi and uh, and sobriety test Paul Pelosi. I, I don't want to count that out either. It's true. Uh, Just get hey, wasted. Guess who's up? It's <clears throat> our uh, it's our Bible study friend, Bible study Robert. Hi, up, man? <laughs> how are you guys? Good. How we are, are you? well. Good. Um, well, I am calling to, you know, be edgy and whatnot. Since I can't do that at the Bible study, I figured this is my time. You can. I just don't know how it would be received. But uh, <laughs> no. Uh, well, <laughs> I I don't really know if you know if I could be edgy even if I tried. But I do want to make a suggestion. That Matt, I had mentioned to you one time when we were just chatting, and somebody else has brought it up. Uh, this is kind of out of the blue, but I think that we should consider, at least in theory, a constitutional amendment that would hmm. make the Bill of Rights applicable to publicly traded companies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. I like it. And I think that it would solve a whole lot of problems without really creating any new ones. My thought process is the following. On one hand, I want to support private property. Uh, Absolutely, you know, um, this is not some weird commie argument or whatever. Mm. Um, But I think that publicly traded companies are nearly indistinguishable from government when it comes to religion and, you know, even Fourth Amendment rights, all that stuff. You kind of cut out just a little bit. Can you repeat that point once more? They're similar oh, yeah. in, in what way? I, I think they're similar when it comes to uh, issues of like uh, speech and faith and um, even when they essentially policing, policing matters like Fourth mm-hmm. Amendment stuff, because you have the ownership, right? The ownership is distributed among thousands and thousands of people. So the company doesn't really represent the beliefs of anyone in I know that you could technically say, well, it represents the beliefs of the people who own it at that point in time. Yeah. But it's it's changing all the time. I mean, it's changing daily. So at the end of the day, what happens is it represents the beliefs of whoever is in charge, who's not necessarily an owner. Normally they're like, right, they, they do have some shares as part of their compensation package and all that. Um, but what say what Facebook is implementing or what Google is implementing or Walmart or whatever, does not actually represent what the ownership believes. Um, So, and the last thing I'll say, and sorry, I want to get your take on this, Mm -hmm. is uh, I think what this would solve is, is upholding the principle, the principles, I should say, in the Bill of Rights. So like, what's the point of saying we have freedom of speech if three companies control nearly all public speech and and they don't have to honor that? Or what's the point of saying that we have some kind of right to privacy, right? That the government can't just invade our privacy at any time. If 
really <laughs> one company, Google, has nearly all information and they can do that. And if they supply the information to the government, it would not be a, a violation of the Fourth Amendment. Yeah, the government could use it. There's that whole ridiculous area where where you have government agencies buying data off of mm-hmm. these companies right. as as effectively a Fourth Amendment workaround. Um, uh, absolutely. I mean, the way the law stands right now, if I illegally obtain some of your info, like if I broke into your house and discovered your stash of weed and gave it to the government, actually, all that would be admissible in court because it wasn't the government that violated yeah. your Fourth Amendment rights. And so if I if I understand this this correctly, obviously, this isn't forced on any particular company. These are terms that you accept by uh, by going public with your company, if you retain under private ownership, then none of this applies. But if you if you decide you're going to become publicly traded, uh, then then all of these rules are part of that deal. That's how this would work. Yes, that okay. that's how I would suggest this. And I'm not saying I have it all worked out, but I think it creates a nice dividing line where the minute that literally anyone can buy and sell into your company, then you're not private in a meaningful sense. Uh I'm just thinking, I don't think that that's completely ridiculous. I think, you know, I mean, uh, I, I think that that's, I, I understand the broad themes of where you're coming from on that. The only thing I'm thinking is like how it could get silly or weird. Right. <laughs> like, like, for example, um, if Target, Target is a publicly traded company, if I have a, a speech right before Target in the same way I have a speech right uh, before the government, does that mean that I have a right to go into the store and just start, I don't know, giving a political speech or protesting the store inside? Or how would that be regulated? Well, I mean, normally if it's content neutral, right, that that would be okay. So Target could say, no, you cannot come in our store and start giving a speech regardless of the content, right? Like that's just not allowed. And that would be in line with First Amendment stuff. Now, I know that some... But if they Perhaps banned it outright, it wouldn't be in like, like content neutral, like like a, a, a city can't say there's no free speech here of any kind or there's no there's no political speech here of any kind. Can they or can they or can they not? Well, I, I mean, mean, sorry, if it's content neutral, they they could um, to some extent. It would infringe on your right to assemble. Right. Yeah. Um, right. right but, yeah. but they could say, like, no, you cannot give up public speech at the courthouse, like inside the courthouse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like no time, place and manner right. type stuff. But could they, exactly. could they get rid of it entirely? Which is what I guess target would probably do here. Like you just can't do that in this store. Um, I, I think that that would be fine because there would still be public spaces where people could do that. And of course, some of this could be kind of hashed out yeah. in time. Um, but you know, it would be better, for example, for Facebook to come out and say, for ex- for example, like, uh, I don't know, no political speech in certain channels or something like that. Then the scenario we have right now where it's like, well, only one thing is allowed. Uh, having, I think, disastrous results, you know, in society, um, uh, it would also, well, I don't, yeah, I don't want to repeat myself, but I no. think that it could be applied in such a way where the principles of the constitution would be upheld better than the than they're being yeah. upheld now, I guess. Well, you know what? And and obviously, I'm I'm thinking about sort of like absurd fringe scenarios that are not really at the heart of what you're talking about. And the heart of what you're talking about, as it applies to say a Facebook or a Twitter, I'm I'm much more intrigued at like companies that are supposed to be a space a space for speech, uh, and and are 
obviously not in a whole bunch of different ways. Um, but the thing that might be intriguing, maybe for someone like Zuckerberg, I don't know about the rest of the companies, but one thing Zuckerberg has said when he all but begs for regulation is it seems like he wants to skirt the blame. Like he wants someone else setting up some rules so that he can point over there and say, well, it's not us. Yep. And and if the rules were what you're talking about and, it, uh, and if Zuckerberg was censoring less because of those rules and saying, well, I know you, this mob is angry that, that this evil racist white supremacist man is talking on Facebook or whatever, but that's not really my fault. That's a product of, uh, of, um, our constitutional amendment or however we've structured this legally, maybe they, I mean, I don't know, I guess I'm trying to think of a situation which Zuckerberg might actually support it. Maybe that's foolish, but yeah, but I I do think there's a lot of, a lot of people who want something to point the finger at so they can avoid Mm. ultimate responsibility for it. And what I like about this solution is that, it creates limits instead of government control because what I mm. don't want, right, is the government telling Facebook how to make money or Google or Walmart or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want that infringement on private property. But I think once a company truly represents no one's beliefs, like I said, like Walmart doesn't really represent what, what any one person uh, believes or wants to do or wants to say or anything like that, then fine. Let's let's force them to respect everyone's rights without ever telling them how to run their operation, how to make money, how to manage or anything like that. Hmm. Now I'm thinking of all like I'll have due process rights before Walmart. And if they if they punish me in cruel and unusual terms. Uh, but uh, but you know i think we should like let's say that youtube turned off your channel tomorrow yeah i believe that this would give you due process rights and it doesn't mean that youtube or that you will eventually win but it does mean they got to give you a proper hearing Hmm. well i will uh i will ponder this some more this is uh this has always been a puzzle for the same reasons that you're talking about like obviously i want uh, a culture that upholds the sort of values that are represented in the bill of rights and i want to infringe on property rights uh, ideally none not at all but to the extent it's necessary to secure the rights of everybody maybe the light touch is is not is, uh, is something that's not insane to do uh anyway i i, I like the thought I'll, I'll have to think about it some more did you uh do you have anything to say on it one no i mean i'm sure there are going to be some um unexpected externalities to the process, but I like the way it sounds right now. Hmm. We'll have to ponder it. Well, you know, Companies we get need to be somewhere. controlled. <clears throat> I, wasn't this presented as an edgy conversation? <laughs> where, yeah. where, well, uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, sure that this, this was spicy, Robert. <laughs> well, you, you guys know me by now. This is probably as spicy as I get, at least on the internet. <laughs> hey guys, uh, I got a, <laughs> I got a spicy topic. Let's let's ponder some light regulation on these abusive companies. <laughs> it's not right, light well, regulation. Uh, that would drastically change things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it would change our country overnight. And as a reminder to everybody, if you're interested in Robert's uh polite uh Bible uh Bible study sessions, they are on uh Saturday night at eight PM Eastern. You can find the information for how to uh, listen in and participate on the Bible study page of my website. It's linked on the homepage, mattchristiansonmedia.com. And thanks for uh, everything you're doing with that, Robert. You are welcome. Thank you, guys. It was great talking to y'all. You too. Bye, Robert. Have a good night. Let's see. We can get one more before uh, 
the bottom of the hour here. Tom is up next. Tom, hey, how are you doing? Hi. We were well. What's on your mind? I, I, I don't know. I, I'm still worried about the, the midterms. I, I'm just... I, I need some, some white pilling for the midterms. You have come to the wrong place. Yeah, what are you doing here? Have a good night, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're worried about you're worried about what Democrats performing better than expected. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, and and, and Republicans shooting themselves in the foot. You can count on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, losing to John Fetterman should be impossible, but if there's one person who could achieve it, it would be Doctor Oz. Yeah. Well. Uh... <laughs> It's almost like the uh, the cure is worse than the disease. Uh, yeah, you you might not want to pick either, but but Fetterman is uh, Fetterman makes Joe Biden look like uh, a high functioning person. You know, Fetter like something's seriously wrong with Fetterman, and I understand he had a stroke. I'm not trying to mock him for that. <laughs> he did. I'm not trying to say like something huh, else. <laughs> huh, stroke, look at Strokey McGee over there. I'm not trying to do that. Oh uh, no. He there's something health wise seriously wrong with him. And it's perfectly fair to say that that people who are going to serve in government ought to be bare minimum level of health, level of uh, competence. And I just I just don't think he's there. Some, something is not right with him. I wish the best for him health wise. I'm not trying to see him suffer, but he shouldn't be on the campaign trail. Well, I'm, I sort of agree, but then if he can limp across the the finish line he'll have established the seat as as democrat and they'll re- and the i guess whoever there was the government the governor would appoint a replacement or would they yeah. have to have a special election to re- to replace him but he would be the incumbent so well and that and, and across the line is a victory for them and to your original point pennsylvania is a seat that has to be held that would be a flip if fetterman wins and the and Again, I'm under no delusions that getting the Senate into Republican control is going to save the day anyway. I would rather no. have that than the than Democrat control. But at the right. end of the day, these people are, are by and large people who want to centralize power in D.C. anyway. But um, I, I'm certainly not particularly optimistic about the Senate, to, to your point. I don't know that I could sell you optimism on on Republicans getting control of the Senate. <laughs> Well, I, I, you know, it wasn't a, a real wish anyway. It was yeah. just sort of a, uh, I want to throw out that, that I feel bad about this and maybe you can help, but I don't expect it because that's part the, of my, the only part of my in- depression about it is that, that I know that, that really you would just have soothing words for me. <laughs> and, the know. only uh, encouragement I've seen, again, if encouragement means Democrats losing control of the Senate, is Polling in Nevada and Colorado looks a little more competitive than expected. I had written those states off. I didn't think that that those were going to be uh, available to Republicans. But polling is starting to suggest that they might be. But if you want if you want to pick up the Senate for Republicans, you have to hold what Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. There's another hold they need. Uh, can't remember, but they'll have to flip Georgia. So you got to have you got to have. Uh, um Herschel Walker take out Warnock. That's realistic. You got to have what's his face. Uh, Blake Masters in Arizona flip Mark Kelly. Mm. Is, is that an Ohio one? Is yeah, uh, o- uh, Ohio is the other hold. You're right. Yeah, it's JD Vance and uh, and Tim Ryan. Tim, we got to kill MAGA Ryan. So you you, but man, so if Republicans hold those three and they'll have to pick up, uh, 
so you hold those three and then they have to pick up what the other three i i forget exactly how the math works out to take the uh to take the uh majority here but the, then my worry is that you get it now I, I believe I have this right. Is it Mitch McConnell is trying to introduce a, a, a bill to to uh, regulate abortion across the whole country? Uh, that was Lindsey Graham announced it. I don't know what Mitch. I don't know if Mitch is on board. Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, somebody somebody announced it. Maybe it was Lindsey it was Lindsey Graham. Graham and did a press conference. Yeah. Okay. That like now? Are you going to do that now? Yeah. I, I agree that that was a completely moronic political decision. And I understand people are of different thoughts on whether that ought to be um, a federal issue. If we ought to have a, a federal, a piece of federal legislation to ban abortion at 15 weeks, which this would be, I, that's not something I'd be in favor of on the principles of federalism. I understand why people are on the other right. side of it, but the reason right. it's such a, a politically dumb decision is because it is, it is not achievable currently. It's impossible. You don't have the numbers to do that. You will not get it done. All you're going to do is shoot yourself in the foot politically at a time right. when Democrats While, are extremely vulnerable. Right. The, the, the Democratic, even more women in both parties have been uh, registering because after the Dobbs decision. So this is this would just inflame that even more and and i'm just uh, it's like he's shooting himself in the foot count on lindsey graham i can't i can't believe you know lindsey graham was cool for like five seconds during the what kavanaugh did he do that was oh it was the kavanaugh <laughs> yeah he was he was pretty awesome during the kavanaugh hearings but then again all you had to do was not be a complete lunatic during those kavanaugh hearings and you you yeah. stood out compared to the insanity of the democrats you know those sunglass memes yeah, remember he had that moment walking around D.C. and there was some crazy lady yelling at him or something and he was just filming it, grinning and laughing at her. Something mm -hmm. like that. I can't remember. Yeah. He, he became activated person. Lindsay for like five seconds. And five then, seconds. Yeah. Yeah. We lost yeah. him. Yeah. One, one news cycle. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the best I can give for you. I, I hope it was the, Colorado and Nevada. Maybe that's that's the encouragement. Oh, that's all okay. I got. All right. Well, thank you for trying. Yeah. What, what do you listen to when you're riding in your car? Uh, when I'm driving around, a lot of times I just turn on the local radio station, which is usually uh, in the morning. We have a local call in show kind of like this. And then they they roll into Bongino and then they have uh, and, then, and I like the I, I, Bongino. I like then they have Hannity and Levin after that. Hannity is uh, more of a uh, kind of a laughter listen for me. You know, whatever it's. It's not like I'm listening uh, attentively anyway. Levin, I like, at least and I agree with him, but I find him hard to listen to Ugh, because his voice. Yeah, it's, voice. it's just a very harsh listen that I find hard. Um, but if I that, that's what I turn on if I'm just driving around the car for a quick trip. If it's a longer trip, we might listen to like, I don't know, true crime or something like that. Put on sword okay. and scale. Yes, there was a good one. Did you see that? Um, Rakita was on a few weeks ago. Uh, I didn't catch that, but what was he doing? Was he like? He was they... going over a case. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, well, thank you, Tom. All right, and it's great speaking with you again. Yeah, you as well. Have you too. Night. Take care.
little bit behind here, so let's get into uh, chats. Captain Norway says, if you're looking for a lucrative passive income arrangement, just set up a special tier subscription that has all the spicy chats read aloud. Hard <laughs> R and all. That sounds like uh, th- that sounds like Susan Bait regardless. And remember um, the, the deal with uh, Sargon getting banned on Patreon way back in the day? Yeah. Was him saying the N-word not on Patreon. It was on YouTube at the time. It was on YouTube, yeah. These people will uh, find a way, you know, if they want to get you. Uh, Let's see. Colton Regal says, what are y'all's thoughts on antidepressants? I've been dead set against them, but the doctors say I ought to slow down on the drinking. Then again, there's more old drunks than there are old doctors. Lol. Uh, Let me reload this. Mm. Hold on. Um, I am not uh, totally opposed to the use of SSRIs when it's necessary. I was on a low dose of Lexapro for my obsessive compulsive disorder, and it was curative. Unfortunately, I had to go off of it to try to get pregnant, and things have never been worse. So, you know, I can't wait to get back on it. Um, I think it's indicated in some cases, but not all. Like, I would really try to avoid going on it. Unless your life is totally in shambles. Hmm. Did he say something about alcohol? I'm not looking at the chat. He said, uh, what are your thoughts on antidepressants? He's been against them, but the doctors say he needs to slow down the drinking. So I suppose this is supposed Quit to drinking be... drinking first. Yeah. Antidepressants aren't going to help you if you're an alcoholic. Uh, I've, I have long been a skeptic of just pharmaceuticals in general. I, I hesitate to take like allergy medicine until I'm about on my deathbed. From right. you know, allergy tears running down my face and snot and things like that. It's not that you, so, um, but I, I don't, uh, not only do I not take any prescription medication, I've really never been prescribed anything other than like pain meds for when I had teeth taken out and stuff like yeah. that. I, I've never had like a long-term prescription. So I'm probably the wrong person to ask. I'm highly skeptical, but I've never been in a situation that would even remotely quote unquote require them anyway. I don't, it was just so helpful. So helpful Mm. for me and nothing else has worked. So, well, all hail Lord Pfizer. That's all I can say. Susan uh, mandates that I do. (laughs) Eric Burns Marsh says, come on, man, leave the elk alone. Go after the uh, Kevlar deer. Yeah, that's right. Well, we can't hunt with guns just yet. So the Kevlar deer get to, uh, get to, I guess, stock up on their armor until uh, until it's rifle season. Signed, I don't know who I am or where I am, but they tell me I'm Joe from Wilmington. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, I see. Okay. Come so on, I'll man. Last week. Okay. Uh, yeah, sorry. I forgot to hide the old ones, but uh, we're on just me. Uh, your, your favorite. Fav- yeah. Dov here. Pray your families are well. Finished my retirement class today. Shame with your commander in chief um, has driven you to retire 36 years for not. Please stay strong. And no, I support you. This country is so fucked up. Well, uh, all the best. But congratulations. I, I, I'm not sure I follow completely. Uh, he didn't want to retire. Okay. But what, what, uh, I guess it's your commander in chief has driven you to re- wait, wait, wait. I'm just confused who he's he talking means to. The collective you as in ah. him. That's how I read it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, well, well, thank you for your service and, uh, thank you for supporting the show. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Uh, Mike David Smoke Show. Anyone seen Sweden's election news? Looks like they've had enough surprise jogger love and middle school uh, harem recruitment. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yes. Uh, 
Oh yeah, okay. It's this is a this is a grooming reference. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, all right, you want to grab uh, a couple more and then we'll get back to the calls? Oh, sure. Um, who's the last one you did? Uh, person, person is up next. Uh, companies are not people. Separating people from consequences by giving government tax entities, businesses' rights breeds corruption. Government should not be given more rights. Big booty Latina. <laughs> That's mm. uh. Look at that big ass. Look at that big juicy booty. That's sort of a, a, an interesting... Um, argument i remember would be given more rights wouldn't they well mitt romney got in a whole bunch of trouble in his campaign for saying corporations are people i remember that that was the that was a big moment in that campaign in 2012 um they're not they're not people as in like an individual but they are groups of people to me it's sort of like saying a sports team is not people or yeah i don't know uh your your chess club is not people it's made of people though and it yeah, was started by true. people. It's the property of people. It's an organization of people. So to say that they're completely different, separate things. I mean, you have when you form an organization, you still have rights as an organization of people in the same way that your church has rights or anything else. So if they're not. If you don't carry along those rights, when you form a business, what is the business other than someone's property or someone's organization? Do you really think this would get government more rights? They, they would wield it inappropriately, I'm sure. Uh, well, certainly it, it, it is at the end of the day. And I think Robert would admit, and I'm not saying this makes it wrong, but it is regulation on what is private property. And I, and I know these are publicly traded companies, but the owners are still the shareholders. The owner is not the generic person walking on the street unless right. that person happens to be a shareholder. There's some there's some piece of property you have to own to be the owner it's not it's right, not just right. everybody so i mean we might argue that these are good values to maybe impose is too strong of a word but but that is what we're doing and that's that's why i think there's some degree of hesitation with it. i think robert would even acknowledge that i think that's why he's yeah, very hesitant to think about how to achieve these things and it's very important to him to respect private property obviously um, but i think the chatter is right that yeah it, it's going to it would be an expansion of government control over business or, or private property. It just would. But maybe that's not wrong. Uh, I mean, we do that in all sorts of contexts that we say are for justified ends. I, I don't know. I don't know how convinced I am on some of those things, but we're doing it in plenty of other ways that are destructive. Maybe there are ways in which it would be beneficial. Beneficial. Uh, let's circle back. Sure. Uh, we will come back to your chats at the uh, top of the hour. Thanks, guys. Let's talk to... Uh, um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Let's talk to Jimny. Jimny, are you there? Hi. G'day, guys. How's it going? Uh, I am, I'm all right. How are you? I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I... Uh, no, no, I'm calling a rant. I'm angry. Okay. Oh, Did, yeah? uh, does Blonde know about <clears throat> this? Uh, I don't think so. I told okay. you. I told like one yeah. or two people, but... Yeah. No, um... Just, I guess, a cautionary tale about living in Australia. So last couple of years, I bought, you know, quite a few guns and I thought, oh, this isn't too bad. Like you can at least get a Did hold of quite a guns? few cool things in Australia. I'm getting to that. But yes, they did. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I Because um, I was in the military, I've got like just PTSD from various uh, things that happened in the sandpit. And in Western Australia, where I first got my license, took like including a time of saying, hey, can you 
further clarify this. So the only reason I ever told them is because, well, if they can fit, if they can check whether I'm taking medication, then I'm screwed if I say no. So I better say yes. I later learned that had I said nothing, they wouldn't have been able to figure it out. Oh, There's no, no way they can work it out. But no, WA took three weeks to give me a license, including that roadblock of saying, uh, yeah, no, you need to get a letter from a psych saying you're no risk. So got to New South Wales because I'm here taking care of my dad. Um, at the start of the year, I've been waiting for about six months for the license transfer to New South Wales. They same roadblock. I said, yep, give us information about this. And I thought the only reason I have to tell these guys now is because they don't need to look into my medical history. They've just got to look at the WA police record, and I've already stated it there, so I had to say something. Um, anyway, in that time, the process has taken so long, it's taken six months so far, that I'm actually not even on medication anymore. I've actually improved to the point where it's not even an issue I need to mention anymore. But at some point a week ago, I was rejected, and they cited, like, because I had two psychs basically saying, no, nope, no risk at all, he's fine. I've got, you know, military history, history of owning it in WA, all that kind of stuff. Uh, they still said they basically they used the language that the psych used to deny it because he basically said, "Look, yes, this is a condition. This is the nature of the condition, um, and if you don't receive treatment, bad things can happen. However, he's receiving treatment, therefore it's fine." And they've said, "Well, he said bad things can happen, therefore no," which is to me it's like saying, "Well, seatbelts exist, but if you don't wear a seatbelt, something bad might happen, so you don't get to drive a car." Yeah. Can I? Uh, so anyway, um, can I, I? I actually have the letter. I won't say anything personal but there was one thing that was said in it the privilege well there's that like the letter that they sent you is like just so you know having guns is a privilege uh which you know just enraged me to see in bold privilege in bold but there was this line uh is it okay if i read it it doesn't have any personal yeah no you're not gonna dox me this this line at the bottom of the letter says although the report states there has never been any risk to public safety. I assume mean coming, meaning coming from you. From the psychiatrist, yeah. No risk to public safety from right. myself. It is not possible to eliminate in the future. Well, how could yeah, you as ever opposed eliminate to that? everything that exists in like, the world ever. I'm, I'm state certified as never a threat in the future. Who could ever <laughs> achieve such a thing? Yeah. So anyway, I wasn't informed of this because I, I was checking the license application every week. And I just noticed when I typed in the license number, it said license number invalid. And so I rang and I was like, what the hell's going on here? And they said, oh, we don't know. We're just a call center. Jump on the, the government website and see if there's an application. Thing. And I said, yep, application in progress. So I was like, all right, whatever. Maybe they've just changed the status or something. And so yesterday I'm just at home and I get a knock on the door and there's these two cops, two <gasps> big fat chick cops. Yeah, this story's good. <laughs> um and first time i see him i'm like oh shit something's happened to dad um and so like they go oh are you jim like, like sort of i'm just nodding my, i'm not saying anything i'm just thinking back to what everyone said don't say anything don't sign anything so i'm just sort of nodding my head yeah and then i realize it's not about dad and they're like uh do you live in this area sorry do you live in this um district and i've said yeah and then i thought oh crap because i I have like a cleanup project. I basically spend most of my days cleaning up the local river. And in order to do that, I have to jump across fences and technically trespass to pick the trash up. And I thought, I've been Karen. Someone's rung the police on my trespassing. Oh. Um, And then they say, because they were sort of of the impression that I knew why they were there. And I had been waiting for them to come because they're sort of like trying to sort of do the prompting, like, you know why we're here? Like this. Well, when everything's a crime, it's like, well, I don't know. I I went to the store yesterday without a mask. Is that why you're here? Yeah. (laughs) 
Actually, they weren't wearing masks. That's probably one of the wow. few good things I'll say about it is they turned up not wearing masks. But yeah, no, they uh, they said, look, this is the letter that you got from the firearms registry and they've rejected your license. And they've like read the whole thing to me and are like, oh, you got to be joking. So why are you here telling me this? And they said, well, because we have to collect your guns. And I was like, why? Like, well, no, because you've now been uh, listed as someone that's not able to possess guns in New South Wales. So we have to take them. I said, so what, you're confiscating? I said, no, 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 you still own them. But uh, we just have to take them. You can't be in possession of them. I was like, so how is that different to you confiscating them if I can't get them back? Yeah. They, they're not going to destroy them, though? They maintain them somewhere? They maintain them. I'm the owner. Um, I can sell them, apparently, through a gun store, which is about all I can do now. Um, they came in. They So they opened the safe up. Well, I had to open the safe for them. And I wasn't allowed to get the guns out. I had to open it for them to get the guns out. Yeah. And like they were pretty good about it. They weren't gloating or anything. They let me take like the sights and a lot of the scopes and a lot of the accessories I've got on there off. <laughs> okay. What are they going to um, do wow, with how, them? How nice of them. Well, what I are they going to do with the guns? Those bits. They hold them. They hold them in the armory at the police station while I... So I have a chance of appeal. Um, I'll just finish the story because I thought it was quite funny. They also took all my ammo. That was so heavy. You know, I was not physically allowed to handle the ammo. <laughs> but it was too heavy for the chicks to carry to their car. So I had to carry the box illegally for them of my stuff. You should car. absolutely rat on those bitches. But then I guess uh, you're ratting on yourself. <laughs> I'd be ratting on myself. But the, but the yeah, fact I, that I they breached protocol. Because <laughs> it's not over yet. Because uh, I can yeah, appeal. I suppose I you're right. I have one chance of appeal. So I immediately called um, the Sportshooters Association of Australia, which is kind of like, I guess, our NRA equivalent. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, look, this has just happened. Who are the lawyers we call for this? And they were like, yeah, no, nah, it's these guys. Call these guys or these guys or these guys. So, yeah. Did they give you a, a sense up. of how realistic the appeal process or uh, prospect is? They don't is? know. The lawyers I haven't spoken to yet, and mm. I'm still waiting to talk to the lawyers about it. Because it was literally Jesus. like it happened in the afternoon yesterday. One of the guys is out of the country. He's not back till Monday. There's another company that hasn't gotten back to me yet, another firm. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and just so um, people understand, too, because I know you've told me a lot of this, when they, you have to maintain your safe in such a way, it has to be bolted to the wall. Oh, uh, yeah. You, that, they also got up me for that. I apparently haven't bolted my safe incorrectly. And uh, what we're talking about oh, is a lot Lord. of. Um, like, so, you, have you been charged? You haven't been charged with anything? No, no, no. As I said, they were quite reasonable. Like, I, I was even talking to them about, like, I sort of managed to get the conversation around to masks. And talking about how bad the police's reputation has been damaged over the last two years. And they were like, yeah, no, no, you're 100%. So I was like, okay, well, you seem to understand that a lot of things are kind of bullshit about your job, but you seem to have no problem with this. They probably don't because they, I don't know. She said, if it's any consolation, I've done a few of these and you're the the most... uh, Something along the lines of you seem to be, it seems to be the least, you seem to be the person against which it's the least justified. Oh, well. It doesn't really would, change the difference. It'd be nice if they would uh, testify to that fact. Uh, yeah. Their it's, it's great. When the hangman's putting the noose over your head saying, look, if it's any consolation, I, I think know, you're I know. <laughs> I think you're a really swell guy. Nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. This, I just couldn't the, be doing this to a nicer person. I, the irony of sending fat chicks and ha- and then you have to do the work of moving the stuff. In the future, it's yeah. like they're going to show up to Randy Weaver's house and be like, we're too incompetent. Could you please just shoot yourself in the head and call it a day? Here you go. Yeah. I mean, my God. Well, I wasn't just... in fear for my life because there were no children here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it wouldn't really fit the pattern to start attacking a man by himself. But 
the, like, the whole God. thing, it just it's it's made me feel any sense of security I think I had in owning guns is just gone. Like, no, they're a privilege. I own these at the pleasure of the state. And, well, and it's um, just, you know, th- these are your natural rights in the form of your guns, but in the form of your property, too. And it's not that anybody uh, has a, a, a higher claim to those natural rights than anybody else. But you're also a, a veteran of your country's military. And there's something yeah. that's so insulting on that. Like, yeah, sure. We trust you to handle all kinds of expensive equipment in defense of this country. But we don't trust you to have like a, a bolt yeah. action 22 in the safe that's bolted to the studs in your house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Thank God. God. I may become a threat in the future. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, they can't it's, it's eliminate so it. They can't. You know what? The, um, they can't eliminate, uh, I suppose, diabetes from being a threat in the future to these uh, young ladies, too. Who knows what's going to happen to them? <laughs> That's terrible. I had no idea this happened. Yeah. So that was um, that was yesterday. It's just. Um, this just happened yesterday? Has, yeah, this happened less than 24 hours ago. Oh, my gosh. Well, I hope that. Well, the thing is, they also get them back. My sibling also owns guns, and when they were in there, they said, "Well, we're going to have to take their guns as well oh, because they, they can't be in the house with someone that's been denied." And you guys share a um, residence? Share a residence, but we don't share a safe because they have their own safe. I was okay. able to say, but I don't have access to their safe. That's their guns in their safe. That's their stuff. And they're like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's fine then." That's how it works, though. If someone, if someone is deemed. Uh, whatever the word is, ineligible for firearm ownership, nobody in the household can have them? Uh, so it's because um, I think most people would use the same safe for multiple gunners in the same house because oh, we didn't. God. We have different safes. So yeah. because they have their own way of storing them, they're allowed to keep theirs. But they said, like, oh, yeah, we're going to have to take their guns as well. And one of their guns actually was in my safe because um, my safe's way bigger. You know, Is that, that a violation or is that, a, is that square? No, it was square um, because we, we were both, well, I don't know. I, I don't know what the hell I was. I clearly wasn't licensed, but they're licensed. Um, so because it was being held in an appropriate safe, that was okay. But because it was a safe to which I had access, they took that gun as well. And now they're going to have to go out of the police station and actually ask for it back <sighs> for that one. And I, yeah, but um, the whole thing, like it's, you know, that's 10 grand worth of guns and ammo just gone. Oh, Damn. Good lord. Like, and this is I get one chance to appeal. It's only one chance. Well, let me know how it goes. I'm I'm fascinated yeah, no, by definitely. this. So I'm, I'm sorry to hear it, but man. Jesus. But yeah, just like I'm really, I'm really sorry to hear that. There was a lot of work like, to, guys to really, get all this. Yeah. But you guys really do have it very well over in that country in so far as these Maybe things I should go. stop complaining so much. Well, yeah, but uh, there's there and and I I, of course, appreciate that, and uh, I hope we don't ever head down that trajectory, but the uh, the reality is there's half the country that would love to implement exactly what just happened to you and more, uh, and, yeah. and the, you know, it's, it's, temp- it's, it's, I'd like to think, oh, that's some faraway country that's not going to happen here. Dude, we it are could. a yeah, couple right years there. away from the exactly the sort of thing you're talking about, and that's optimistic if the right people get power here so oh, that was the other thing as well um they talk about a firearms registry for you guys they turned up they had the piece of paper with my guns and yeah. serial numbers all of them saying these are the guns we're here for and and, and let's say you didn't have one of them numbers. you'd probably be what that would be some kind of crime or something like that uh, i doubt i'd be calling you right now yeah my god 
All right. Well, thanks for the uh, story and uh, and yeah, keep me yeah, updated. I'll, I'll be curious to hear uh, how the appeal goes and what the decision is in the end. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll become a compound bow guy now like you. <laughs> well, I don't have any bow skills, but I'm going to have to learn. Yeah, maybe that's... Uh, You'll that's, get them with the elks. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Man. Uh, thanks for patience. Uh, but th- but that call, I just wanted that to get all the, the no detail out of it. I, he did... Um, he Skyped me uh, yesterday. So I, I had seen the letter. When you read the letter, it's even more enraging. Uh, than he describes because uh, again, it, it's a letter from a government official telling you, reminding you insistently, this is a privilege. You have this property as a privilege and we can take that shit right. whenever, whenever we want. The longer it sucks, the, he's never going to get those back. Well, maybe, maybe he will have the privilege of selling them, which I guess is what he'd have to do. But even that coerced, coerced sale, yeah is is still a form of um if confiscation is the wrong word it's not your property yeah if someone comes into my house and points a gun at me and says i like your tv sell it to me for 500 bucks and i say no that's theft they take it anyway it's theft Um, yeah oh god that's so much did you say ten thousand dollars well yeah he said the total cost of the the the, uh, guns and ammo ten thousand bucks so anyway i hope all the best for him i hope that the appeal is successful but uh Man, I, I, I probably, I guess I'm not going to be optimistic for that, given everything I've heard about this. <sighs> Egrin, are you there? Yes, I'm here. You hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah. What's on your mind? Okay. Uh, number one. Uh, given the fact that uh, gender affirming is now sweeping a majority of schools right now. Gender dysphoria. Uh, like gender affirming. Like gender. Okay, you're right, right. Yeah. Uh, and we understand that is uh before 2001 is increasingly uh grown or we are numerically losing any thoughts that you would say what actions we to should take uh, uh on that when issue. you say numerically we're losing like this is a an idea that is gaining popularity is that what you mean uh yes we okay. are is it though losing. You're talking it, about things like transitioning children and stuff, right? But uh, trans- legally speaking, transgender affirming is happening in public schools, in family courts, both in Austin I'm and with Texas. You, Ca- but I think that we have selection of bias with um, observing this and that people in the general public are mostly not aware that any of this child tranny stuff is even happening. I don't think the your general, average American realizes uh, this. General public, but we are we're winning the logical battle on this, but numerically, uh, we are losing ground. What is your uh, thoughts on this? Matt? My thoughts are just exercise your own discretion as diligently as possible. I'm not putting my kid in the custody of anybody who believes in changing the gender of children. I won't do it at a school. I won't do it with a pediatrician. I'm not doing that. It, 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 the the worst I'll do is if I, if for some reason, situationally, I have to be in the company of a person who I suppose wants to do that or believes that or whatever, that my kid is never going to be without me in the company of a person in any kind of position of power to do any kind of indoctrination or any active steps pursuant to that. But I think that's the pushback that you're seeing 
if it is gaining traction in public schools, and I don't doubt your premise that it is, I think I think that it is. Um, that's the pushback: is is you take your kids out of public schools, you start homeschooling them, you start other schooling arrangements, and we've seen a lot of that happening too. We've seen a lot of um, just parental rejection of this nonsense, and that's mm. that's what ha- that's what has to be. There will be a natural correction too. There's there's about to be um, thousands and thousands of children that were transitioned by their their horrible immoral parents that realize what they've done and they're going to start suing doctors they're going yeah. to start murdering their parents there's going to be some kind of backlash here also all those people are going to be infertile and i just found out unable to orgasm is that true yes um even if you never have surgery it just messes with you no i think that if you have to have surgery oh okay but i'm sure well, that the makes hormones sense do something. if you start hacking at yeah. stuff i i but uh i, I could see that but well, unless we're gaining growing in Australia and some of the other countries, I would say it, it's still going to rise up unless we pay attention on that. Um, what What do you think uh, the proper course of action is? Well, I, I would say, as you said, homeschooling, um, you, you really got to put in the effort. Like, Even though you may not have the best livable house, get your kids away from these people you know find your own clan to really work around and chill with yeah um number two i understand that you yourself don't like the descriptions of yourself as whether you're a libertarian conservative or this or that and i understand that um here's what i understand on the uh academics on level on this there are two definitions I would uh, recommend you look up uh, is prescriptive and descriptive. Uh, those are the terms that even Merriam-Webster's use and some of the, uh, uh, the people that work in Merriam-Webster's use. I think it's very important that we have those descriptions because back in the 90s, uh, a lot of gay people were complaining about labeling it's like oh i i don't need any labels and now uh we're in 2022 a lot of these people are demanding you use their labels uh of whatever they are uh this or that kind of a thing uh at that point i think for most part it is important of you know giving you that description of who you are what you stand for what what is the definition kind of a thing? I understand like even like Matt Walsh give uh, the idea of like, what is a woman? And the fact that people are even refusing on that idea, that premise at all is uh, that is the slippery slope that we are leading into. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, sure. I mean, I, I'm not, I, I don't know that I necessarily agree that say ideological labels are as important as, uh, ob- objective descriptors like like woman or man or or those sorts of things. When I say that I I'm not a big fan of assigning myself labels, it's just I don't want to be put into a box whereby people assume I have a set of beliefs because right. of a, a label assigned to me. That's that's all I'm saying. Um, but I, I certainly grant your point that when we surrender the meaning of language, we we do surrender a lot. I think we're we're learning that right now. Sorry, I think the smoke is getting to me, and I'm about See? to cough a lung out. Um, <laughs> It's not that I, I guess my, my hesitation is being mystified, uh, misdefined. That's sort of an awkward 
word, but defined improperly. Yeah, I don't want to be mis- <laughs> misgendered. Exactly. Um, <laughs> view, viewpoints, viewpoints, perspectives, philosophies, they're complicated things. Much, or, much more uh, complicated than than. How about being, this? Uh, mispoliticative. Or yeah, yeah. But it, but we'll, that's we'll not to say that I. That. But of course, I'm not denying the importance of objective meaning in words. I think that that's crucially important. We're learning hard lessons on that right now, where people just redefine things all the time to suit a political agenda, and uh, there are consequences for that. So I, yeah. I don't dis, I don't dismiss the point. Certainly. Okay. Uh, number three. We'll, we uh, probably have to wrap it up about there because we uh, we're running out of time oh, here. Oh, but, okay. Uh, I will uh, give you one last word if you want. Uh, okay. Uh, final things is, uh, for good, uh, a go bag for prepping and whatnot is getting all your minerals. So like lightweight things is like magnesium, potassium, sodiums. Those are, uh, lightweight things you can get because, uh, you know, it's something that you can at least get, uh, so you know, if you can't carry enough food as well as, uh, some good seasonings because all your food that you're going to cook out in the field. Uh, probably not going to be tasty without some seasoning. All right. Thank you, man. Have a good night. Yep. And, uh, yep. Later. Okay. Uh, we are due for another break. That, the, that topic of what to do with your kids too. And, and this kind of relates to what, uh, Jimmy was saying about his property and his guns in Australia too. Whose property is it? Whose kids are they? There was a segment of Jill Biden on the Today Show the other morning. I probably should have saved it, but I'm sure I can go find it. And Dr. Jill Biden is one of the most skilled educators our country has ever seen. So it was in a school library and the interview was about education. And the interviewer asked her something to the effect of what is the proper balance between parental wishes or wants and school and or state authority? The question was something like that. Right. And they went back and forth on that. And I'm thinking... (laughs) <laughs> the proper balance. Whose kids are these? What are you talking yeah. about? Are they the state's children? What What is this proper balance? The only proper balance that I could say that that I could even think of is you have a school district that has complete local control, and maybe some parents choose to band together to for the purpose of having that school, and some parents get more of what they want, some parents get less. But there's this is not like some the government doesn't own the kids. And tell the parents how the kids are going to be raised, which was the yeah, premise exactly. of the question. Well, they believe that, you know, they're communists. They believe that the children belong to the state. Yeah. And it, it was insane. It was uh, I'll have to find that. Maybe we can listen back to it because I don't I'm sure I'm not characterizing it perfectly, but it was it was along the lines of that. And it's again, whose guns are those in Australia? Whose kids are these? We're losing you know sight of these is? questions. Uh, no, what's that? It's this. Um. I just found out about it because the document documentary I watched, um, three perfect strangers about those identical triplets split up, but it's this, uh, Israeli community project where women would have children and then they would just be put back into the community. So like nobody had a mother. So this was, this was the, it takes a village philosophy fully realized. Yes. I think they might still exist in Israel now. It's just there's like a, a group of people who they have children and the community owns the children. The community yes. raises the children. Yes. Yeah. You just uh, it's like a book at the library. You go pick up a kid and take him home for a few hours and bring him back. Or how, where does the yeah, kid go I mean, at no, night? I mean, uh, they I, I'm sure they have dormitory style bunks and things like that. Like one year olds. 
Yeah, imme- immediately they're put in, into that's the weird. Um, But I think that that's deeply ingrained in the communist mentality that mm. it's children are resources and resources belong to the community. Ah, and well, that's how people on the left think. When you phrase it that way, the the logic of it makes some sense. Don't mistake me. I'm not saying that's good. I'm saying when you operate in that framework that you just described, I could see how they rationalize that. It's just, it was just incredible to me. Like uh, I, I had no idea that this was even, even a thing. Hmm. You got to watch this documentary. It's what, what's it on? It's called. Co- I think it's on Hulu. It's called three perfect strangers. It's oh. about identical triplets that were unbeknownst to them, obviously. And the birth parent and the adoptive parents, they were separated and put into three different socioeconomic backgrounds. Hmm. And um, they ended up finding each other. Two of them ran into each other in New York. And this was all for the purpose of research. Well, and then they just studied them their entire lives. Okay. And then they refused to release the research. All right. Well, maybe I'll check it out. Identical triplets. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Mike David Smoke Show says, uh, Matt, are you a cigar smoker and why not? It's known to increase testosterone by a thousand percent. Seriously? Increase testisc- uh, testicular diameter. Make women desire you, men fear you, and your beard will thicken. I am uh, I'm just a general opponent of smoking pretty much anything. I don't I don't smoke any of the things, but I've never tried a cigar. I understand it's different than smoking a cigarette or smoking weed or anything like that. But uh I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna bet that that's one of those things that's just not for me. But if you want to smoke a cigar and you believe in all of those effects, uh, have at it, man. Are you, uh, have you ever smoked a cigar? I have. Is it a worthwhile thing? No. Um, I've smoked a lot of things. <laughs> smoked a lot of stuff. Uh, no, I don't really understand it. It's, it's a flavor thing, uh-huh. but like I was always into doing drugs and substances 100% for the effects. Yeah. Like I was never into wine. I was like, I'm going to drink Jack Daniels in a <laughs> cup with yeah. diet soda, you know, yeah. it was never. So I wasn't a connoisseur of these things back when I was doing them. I understand it, but I, I don't get it. To, Cigars uh, do not have the same content as cigarettes in terms of nicotine and other things, do they? Or I think that they they do, but you don't inhale them. Right. So if right? You don't, I don't know. I don't know if it <clears throat> has all the same in, uh bad ingredients of a cigarette or not. I'm not sure the exact contents of a cigar, though I understand you smoke it differently than a cigarette. But uh, uh, yes. anyway, you see, it sounds like you are, you're getting that smoke. Um, Behina fam. Uh, you didn't read this one. Did you No. Jen, Jen Blackie, Peter juicy, two DUIs, Pelosi, li- yeah. new consideration, black little mermaids and <laughs> Ursula or Prince Eric. He's a white dude. Thanks for the chat. Um, I, Halloween no, costumes. No blackface. No more blackface. I, uh, yeah, we, uh, we probably, I don't think we could get away with that. Although I got away scot-free with bad face and I'm surprised by that. <laughs> Let's, we should circle back on these. Okay. We will come back to the chats uh, at the end of the show. I know I didn't get to many this time around, so thank you for your patience, but we will come back to them. Thanks guys. Let's see. Um, um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Papa Molly is up. Molly, are you there? Uh, yes. How are you? Hi. What's on your mind? Um, well, I just want to state off the, off the record, like right now that, um, I'm a member of the U.S. Army, so some things might come off a little weird. Hmm. Uh, let me mute your show. Sorry. But you are not speaking in your official capacity. Your <laughs> views do not necessarily represent that of the Defense Department. Exactly. All the yeah. qualifiers, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, um, 
man, I, I'm just like, like, what the hell is going on in this fucking country, man? <laughs> yeah. Like, with, like, the border situation, um, man, just, I like, uh, I, I work in an office, and, uh, we were just watching Fox, and, like, they, they had, uh, they were running a story about how these people are actually crossing in camo now across the border like wearing like real tree camo and what? stuff okay for the purposes of uh of, of just hiding blending in and yeah. running from border patrol and yeah. i i literally said out loud i was watching it i was like damn it it it's an invasion we're being invaded as, they're tactical as about coming, it is, is basically what you're saying yeah yeah like they're it, i mean what else is it you know like yeah twenty thousand people a, a month or some shit whatever the statistics are mm-hmm. and so i was like damn we're being invaded and like my uh one of my coworkers, my you know, another soldier, was just like, Oh dude, it's not an invasion, bro. They just they're seeking asylum. Duh. I had this and argument like, with an eleven year old kid yesterday. And, <laughs> and I was like I was mouth. like I had oh, this argument with an eleven year old they them. Oh, I know. <laughs> anyway, I, sorry. Go ahead. Listen, I, I literally almost I I, I, I I couldn't hold it. I was like, You have to be like fucking kidding me. These people are seeking asylum. What they're seeking is free money. A free place to live, free food, free everything. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. I, I think the point is moot because we can't sustain taking all of the world's poor irrespective of their condition. Like, I don't care if you're if you're a refuge, if you're seeking refuge from from wartime or if you legitimately have these problems like we cannot we're functionally bankrupt. We cannot take care of the world's poor. We can't do no, it. So, can't, so I don't no, really because- give a shit, even though I know most of them. It's we can't even have reasons. we can't even have clean drinking water in Mississippi. Yeah. How, how are we going to have fucking how, how are we going to pay for millions and millions of immigrants that come, come illegally? Therefore, they're not on the record to pay taxes. Therefore, we're just shelling out money and like, oh, and then I made another comment. Why is it we can send Ukraine four billion dollars, but we can't spend four million to fix the, the border wall? Yeah. Why couldn't you give my know. president that, you know, like. What the? <laughs> and so, then, like, I go, go ahead. Go well, ahead. I, I, I'm interested in everything you have to say because one of the things that we talk about on the stream frequently, um, and neither one of us has a sense of what it's like on the inside of the military currently. And I just, as things get hotter and hotter and tensions get worse and worse, and you wonder if or when or how the military might ever be deployed domestically for certain political ends i would argue but if they ask people to start kicking doors domestically who uh, how many people would defect and how many people would actually go along with it well i i had a talk with my wife like you know because i mean i listen to the show i'm pretty based right (laughs) so well thank you i i told her and like before i even joined i was law enforcement before that i was ems and before that i was fire Mm -hmm. so I I love this country and I love my American citizens and I love my fellow countrymen and I would die for this place. And before all that, I was pro gun. I was pro Second Amendment. So if it comes to that, to where we're having to kick in doors, I'm fucking out. Like yeah. I'm not doing that shit. And, and then, there has to be a large percentage of people that are not going to follow suit. It's just going to be all these trannies and like weirdos that are left in in the Marines and in the Army that are going to be willing to do this stuff. It's not going to be any of the the men. The men. Yeah. But but how like the, how many how many of the people who would do it? How common do you think that is? Everyone needs a paycheck. Hmm. 
Why do you think people haven't stood up yet? Why do you think people haven't yeah. kicked in doors of the opposite? You know what I mean? Like everyone <laughs> just needs a paycheck. Yeah. We have kids to feed and like, yeah, my career is important, but like that, that, that's my, that's my line in the sand right there. I mean, when you start kicking in fellow citizens doors, that's it. Like no way I couldn't do that. Hmm. But Oh, what is this world coming to? This yeah. country's yeah. a joke. And, and like, yeah, exactly. And then everyone's like, uh, in my office, is like, oh my god, the queen died, the queen died. I'm like, bro, we fought a war like 1776 to fucking yeah, who cares? get away from that shit. Who fucking cares? And uh, they're like, well, you know, she, she was important. Like, we don't have a queen, but like, still. I was like, yes, you do. You have a fucking king. His name's goddamn Fuhrer Biden. Like, yeah, you look to him, you worship him, you worship anybody that pushes your agenda. Like, be quiet. We our, our king is is Fauci too. Don't forget him. I, I don't know yeah, who like, is uh, who truly sits on that throne. Yeah, I like I, I don't get it. Like people sit here and they'll they'll take and take and take. But when it and like even guys even guys now like I'm like hey uh, we have a standard physical fitness test. Let's let's go train. Oh man, I just want to go back to my room and like chill, bro. Like. I don't want to work out. I hate PT. I hate waking up early. Wah, wah, wah. And I'm like, dude, come on. What what has happened to the discipline? You know, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I have never been in the military. I don't know what it's like in decades past compared to what it might be now. But it was so much better. But yeah, I mean, you have the, you have this perception of a, a prepared fighting force and a disciplined fighting force and and uh, guys doing exactly like what you're talking about and not not avoiding the responsibility and the training and the preparation, but, but treating that as part of their duty. And if, uh, if, 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 if that, if all of that is being avoided in the way that you're describing, well, I guess, um, I guess then if they do come to kick down the doors, they might not have the leg strength, which is nice. I mean, all, all I'm going to say is like, I'm glad we live in this country. Cause it's like what happened to that Aussie dude that, that breaks my heart. Man. Oh, I know. But like, if, <sighs> I don't even want to think about that, man. That's that's, and, and it, it's it's hilarious how like all these Democrats are civil war, civil war, civil war. But like when it comes down to it, it is the worst thing that you could ever do in your entire life to shoot your fellow countrymen. Oh, it's uh, I I can't imagine what that would be like if it ever happened in this country. It's uh, it's not. I hope I never see something like that. But at the same time, am I gonna um? Uh, how long are we going to watch our country be abused in the yeah. ways that you're describing? Uh, and, and, and do those horrors become even worse? I don't know. It, and this is the stuff that keeps me up at night. Like what, yeah. what kind of a country are my kids going to grow up in? Yeah. That's, that's the question that we all have to answer. And um, it's, it's not looking, the future is not looking particularly great at this moment though. I don't know. I hope I hope that could change absent um, the sort of horrors that you're talking about. But but it seems like the options to do that are, are dwindling by the day. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just wanted to vent. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I appreciate it. You know, we don't um, like I said, we don't we don't hear a lot about the uh, the inside of of, uh, you know, active duty military in the way that you're describing. So, uh, well, I mean, I'll have to say a lot of guys in my my unit are pretty based, but it's just. Like I said, it's the paycheck, man. It's, yeah. Everyone needs to turn on the lights, keep the lights running, pay the, yeah. pay the bills, you know? Yeah. You're probably right. That, that theory makes sense. Well, that, that's what keeps us living, you know? 
I uh, appreciate the call and uh, all the best to you and your family. And uh, thanks for serving the country. Uh, well, thanks for taking the call. I appreciate it. Guys. Sure. Have a good night. All right, you too. Well, at least there's one good man who won't kick the doors. That's encouraging. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. Uh, let's get through a few more calls before the bottom of the hour here. Zola. You're good to go if you're ready. Zola. Hello. I can't hear anything. Can you? Mm-mm. Okay. Zola, I'll have to try again in a minute. JRZ. JRZ, are you there? Yes. All right. What's on your mind? Um, uh, long time listener, since before the show started, just wanted to say that you guys are the most consistent podcast I've ever listened to. Well, that's um, very high praise. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, this one's from Matt. Um, here in New Jersey, guns are legal now. And this is not a culture for me. Uh, even if there wasn't a class to take it, of course, I would take the class. Uh, I, I, even weirder, I ask people that have been around forever that, that like guns, they don't even know when it became illegal to carry what a gun. You say, oh, it's illegal to carry? That's what you're saying? Well, it's legal now. But, oh, it um, is legal now. Be- is that because of uh, the court decision or what? Yeah. Okay. So classes are filling up. You have to take a class with the gun that you plan on carrying, which I think, yeah, it's a, it, I think it's a good idea, especially, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I get the argument of, you know, no regulations. I've heard really good arguments, but mm-hmm. again, this is uh, not our culture. So giving people guns and having them walk around, I, I don't know. Well, what do you think about that? Uh, as in, would I be, are you asking, do I think it's inappropriate for the state to have any say on, on your right to carry? Is that? Yes. What, yeah. And, and what's just, the, uh, even, even if you disagree what, what your opinion is of just um, the class, even if they were to pay for it themselves. Well, I, I think that anybody who wants to carry, anybody who wants to become firearm proficient, it's great to get training. And there's all kinds of training programs around here that, um, that uh, you know are done by ex-military, ex-police. There's all kinds of good stuff like that. In the state of Montana, we do have a similar requirement where you have to take a, like a three-hour class. It actually doesn't involve um, any kind of uh, any kind of actual shooting exercise. It's just it's about the law of self-defense and understanding what legal self-defense is and all that. And that the I think uh, military and, and police are exempt. They don't necessarily have to take the class. But I did have to take that. Um. Do I think that that makes concealed carry in the state of Montana uh, obviously safer? No. I mean, does it does it enrage me that I had to do it? Do I consider it a giant violation of my rights? It was I wouldn't say that it taught me things that I didn't already know necessarily, but anybody can go in and do it. Um, And once you complete it, the state has to issue your carry permit. There was no subjective judgment about it. So it doesn't necessarily bother me that much. Um, I I wouldn't say that I felt like my rights were violated, but at the same time, I wouldn't necessarily say that I think it made me a significantly safer gun owner, gun carrier, or certainly more proficient in any way with a firearm. The things that have made me um, more proficient with a firearm are, are training on my own time, taking my own time to understand them, uh, understanding the safety uh, best practices and understanding the risks. And uh, I think that the person who's going, who's made the decision to carry is the sort of person who in general is going to take that, take that time and that effort to, to learn what the best practices are so they don't put themselves 
at risk in doing that. I suppose the counter <laughs> the counter to that though is uh, a lot of risk takers in Chicago, a lot of risk takers <laughs> in uh, Baltimore. You know, I, I like a good retention holster, and some people prefer a, a sweatband or a, a sweatpants waistband <laughs> to to hold their gun. Um, I don't know. I guess this is a long way of answering your question. Um, these, these topics are really interesting to me because I I believe in, I believe the bill of rights is, is, uh, is obviously an articulation of a set of natural rights that you, that you hold. Um, I also believe that allowing the States to manage these issues for themselves is, is a paramount value in our system. So, Hmm. I, I, I go, I really wrestle with the difficulty of, uh, of the incorporation of the Bill of Rights through the 14th Amendment to the states. Is that the is that the right idea or is that not? That's what we've done. We've said the Second Amendment. That's why the Supreme Court decision applies to New Jersey is because we, we've said that through the 14th Amendment, the Bill of Rights are incorporated to the states and New Jersey has to do what the Supreme Court says the Constitution says. And I'm perfectly I like that outcome in this case because I think that you do have a right to carry a gun. Um, but at the expense of. You go too far in that direction at the expense of states deciding issues for themselves. There are there are hazards there, too. Um, so I, I know I'm not necessarily giving you the greatest concrete answer that you might like. Um, but I suppose I, I as long as as long as the state is telling you. Is not telling you you cannot carry a gun and they're not imposing a whole series of subjective nonsense requirements for you to do that or imposing an insane cost for you to do that. I don't necessarily have a, a huge problem with the state saying here, we have a, a, a training program that you need to go to, to do this. All right. I mean, I might like that. I might not, but at the end of the day, your state can, can vote that out if they don't like it. All right. Again, we're, we're going from no guns to, to all of a sudden we can carry now. So I'll, I mean, I'll take, I'll take it. I'll, I'll pay whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess what I guess the pitfall I'm trying to avoid is like, do I want to throw states' rights out the window in pursuit of policy that I like? And that's a dangerous yeah. that's a dangerous prospect. Yeah, uh, I I don't know myself, but I, I wrestle with it. I, and maybe not as, as so much for me to be safe, but if it, you know, again, it's not our this is not our culture. This is going to be people I don't know walking around. I don't know if they know how to use it. Yeah. I don't know if I should even care if they know how to use it, but. Well, see, this is and this is the thing that I'm thinking about, like the, the people who would take the time to do it legally are the sort of people who are going to take the care to be generally safer and better informed and better practiced than mm-hmm. otherwise. Like the the uh, the sweatpants waistband crew that I'm talking about, those guns are going to be carried, whether it's legal or not, whether there's training or not. Those are that's going to happen. And so. I mean, we, uh, we end up, it's the same, it's the same thing. Like, you know, all the stuff we just heard in Australia, you can impose all these safe storage requirements and you have to do X, Y, and Z to have a gun. At the end of the day, the person who wants to be a criminal, they're going to have their gun. They're going to do whatever they want with it. They're going to be reckless with it. They're going to be, uh, aggressive with it. And I, I just don't know that the, the state's training program really has any effect on that reality. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, do you have any uh, carry suggestions? Ooh, and holster suggestions. Uh, I'm a I'm a big uh, a big fan of uh, Sig's uh, P365. I I started carrying that a year and change ago. And uh, as far as as far as concealability capacity, 
Um, I mean, it's got, it, it comes with a great set of night sights. It's, I, I consider it about perfect. Some people, if you have bigger hands, they like the XL. Um, yeah. I have so, but, uh, but you've never carried before. Is that what you're saying? No. So what I would, what I would say is, uh, if there's any kind of gun range or any place you can go and rent guns anywhere near you, <laughs> go do that. And, uh, because it's, there's, there's what works for me as far as shootability and, and carrying doesn't necessarily work for the next guy. So make sure that number one, that you're comfortable and, and capable shooting it in your own hands. And then from there you can try to figure out like what, what's comfortable to carry. Um, but, but the, the mistake I made when I first got into this is just buying number one. First I bought what I thought looked cool. You don't see that. And then, you know, later on, like you, you pick up things because other people like them. Maybe that's good. Maybe it's not, but, but you really should take the time to, to test out different products and see what works for you the best. Cause that's what's, what's the most important. Um, okay. As far as holsters, uh, I just like a good, like, uh, like a Kydex holster. Uh, and I carry appendix. I, sh- I probably shouldn't say that publicly. You don't want people to know where you have, where you have it, but I carry, I generally carry appendix. Um, some people prefer to, to carry on their hip or some people even carry like, you know, and, uh, on their backside, which I find to be kind of crazy, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, as long as you've got something with good retention, you'll be fine. Just don't be like that FBI agent who uh, apparently did not and did a backflip and <laughs> his oh, that's clock right. fell Shot out. a guy in the leg. Yeah. yeah, don't don't do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's these are really questions of your own your own personal comfort. And as long as the holster is secure and the firearm is not going to fall out, then uh, then you're good. Anything else? Uh, yeah, I just turned 35 in June. So blonde, uh, you're right. When you have kids, even as a guy, if it, it feels like you did something, no, yeah. not a lot of pressure. All right. Way less scared I, to die now. <laughs> uh, I'm more scared to not carry a gun now. So yeah, uh, glad that it's all worked out. But it was uh, awesome talking to you guys. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah. Thanks for you calling too. in Bye-bye. and, uh, good luck with your, your carry, uh, adventure. Appreciate it. Have a night. Okay. Whoops. <laughs> I, I accidentally put myself in the wrong. I put myself in the weight room, which is always dangerous because you never know what's what sort of civil war plot is being yeah, conducted. Really. Da, 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 da. Yeah, everybody shut up. I don't think I got anything on that, though. All right. Uh, Zola reloaded. We'll try Zola once more. Zola, are you there? I still have nothing. Do you? Mm-mm. Okay, Zola, I don't know if it's going to happen tonight, unfortunately, but uh, I apologize for the technical issues. Perhaps we can get you next time because we are right about finished up. But uh, let's see. Bahamut, Zero, are you there? Hey there can you hear me? Yes, yeah. sir. What's in your mind? Yeah, I thought I thought some Halloween ideas for you and Blonde. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, you two can be, um, can be feds. We oh, feds. feds. So we can oh, go really? as ourselves. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, what what kind of feds are we talking undercover or are we talking straight up like waco atf jackets uh either way uh you could be um skag the fed and um <laughs> one could be agent karen you know i like those uh remember the the like sunglasses and shorts feds from that meetup uh when was that like earlier in the year you know those guys with their sunglasses yeah, yeah. 
Uh, was it the Patriot Front thing? Oh, pa- no, I was thinking, um, what's the name? I've, they were at D.C. There was some big meet in D.C. that was nothing but a Fed Fest. And it was this circle of guys that were all wearing like the same shorts and the same sunglasses. I can't remember. I exactly. don't remember. Let me see if I can find you the picture. But did you have more Halloween suggestions, Mr. Z? Oh, 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 that gives me that gives me an idea. Uh, you could dress up as those guys and, and you call yourself Agent Nick Ricardo. Agent Nick Ricardo? Why is he an agent? No, because uh, some people were making fun of um, Nick Ricardo because uh, some of the guys, some of those agents kind of look like him. Uh, oh, do they? Oh, you, you, oh, the ones that I'm talking about. I found the tweet here, yes. by the way. Um. If you, well, I can send it to Blonde. I I can't necessarily put it on the screen, but uh, but Blonde, if you look in your uh, in your Skype, you'll remember these guys as soon as you see the photo. This okay. was from September of last year. There's all these guys in like the same sunglasses, the same shorts, the same t-shirts, oh, yeah. all standing around a park in D.C. One of them kind of looks fatty. like Dave Coulier, like Uncle Joey from. Full house. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> what was that? I forget what this exact event was, but yeah. Was it was was it in the anniversary of like January sixth or something? Uh well it uh it wouldn't have been that because it was in September. Oh okay, no. But it might have been. I, I can't remember. It was there was a gathering of a bunch of people like this. Anyway, I I don't remember. So I'll probably just have to move on from that in the interest of uh better listening um but uh did you have anything else before we let you go uh no like uh, that, that was pretty much it all right well thank you for the halloween nominations i uh i'll have to make a difficult decision yeah sure thanks man Later. yeah what are we gonna do i was thinking um when i was thinking about this earlier because i'm keeping notes in my phone so i don't forget and then i thought Maybe I should have people vote on it. And then I thought, no, that's a terrible idea. That's a we'll terrible idea. <laughs> Why? We'll Why end up with with the worst possible. People will vote. Uh, we'll end up going as Bodie McBoatface for Halloween. <laughs> uh, I appreciate. I I I I do appreciate the uh, the nominations because there's a lot of creativity in the audience and things I hadn't thought of. Um, so that is not discouragement. If you have a, a great thought of a Halloween costume. You can send it to the email inbox. You can, of course, bring it up on the show. Um, I just realized in my head it would be a mistake to outsource the selection entirely and put ourselves at the mercy of the mob in that way. It's one thing when yeah. it's like a movie that you have to watch and it ends up being three hours, nine minutes. <laughs> it's another when it's like a costume that you have to wear. I know. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for the calls tonight, guys. Very much appreciated. And uh, if you were trying to get in and you didn't, or you'd like to uh, participate live, but you can't call in while we're, or you'd like to participate, but you can't call in while we're live, uh, we do take email questions as well. Uh, The way to do that is to uh, send us uh, or head over to the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. We take them there and we'll uh, respond to them each and every week, except for next week, but we'll do that right now. Uh, Nayoyo says uh what happened to our free world <laughs> uh, uh that's not a uh that's it's a legitimate question um if he's talking about the west uh immigration was a huge problem let's see communist infiltration into the education system 
bloated federal government, um, reduction in states' rights. Destruction of um, family generally. Destruction of family. And that has pieces in many of the things that you're talking about. Uh, women entering the workforce. Mm. Yeah, the, the more we uh, destroyed the family unit, the, the less of those you have, the less stable family units, the more dependence you have. And the more dependence you have, the more controllable people you have. Mm-hmm. The more controllable people you have, the more those people would like to submit to centralized power rather than retain power for themselves because they depend on someone taking care of them. And yep. uh, the more power you centralize, the sketchier and crazier and less stable things tend to get. And we're somewhere in that centralization right now. I don't know yeah. exactly where, but we're uh, we're on that slope that is constantly slipped. Um, that is true. Tafson. I remember hearing that Dems would have advised the West Coast to secede if Trump had won in 2020. If Republicans win the presidency in 2024 and the left starts making noises in that direction, what do you think would happen? What hmm. would Trump do? What would DeSantis do? What would you do? I'd say fine, have a nice life, but that's just me. Um, if Republicans and le- the left starts making noise in that direction, they would they would never be able to do that. They would never be able to leave or what? They would never be able to leave. Hmm. Yeah. If they were, if, if we could have a peaceful national divorce, that's the best possible solution. Well, I think that's the best possible solution domestically. (laughs) I know that there's a counter argument that people make, and I think it's a valid one, that if we divide ourselves here, we make ourselves more vulnerable internationally. I suppose there's some truth to that. But at the end of the day, I I genuinely believe that we have uh, a significant communist threat within this country. I know I sound like Joe Biden talking about MAGA extremists. I, I I, are they as dangerous as China? Well, they're here. They're here and they're doing the sort of destructive things that are already underway. I'm not saying it's the same thing as the Chinese army showing up and trying to physically invade you. But what I am saying is like if I have to if I have to partner with actual communists with whom I share no values to fight the communists that are on the other side of the Pacific, what am I what values am I really upholding? What am I maintaining? What am I conserving in the conservative right. sense, I suppose? What are we conserving? Isn't that so, a million dollar question? So if the, I think a national divorce would be the best possible solution, but, but I think you're right that they, it just won't be agreed to these people. Their worldview is about, um, it's about domination. Frankly, it's, yep. it's not about letting people live their own lives in their own place. It's about control. It's about domination. It's about making sure that everyone submits to how they think the world ought to work. Exactly. So, it's not going to happen. They're not going to let you do that. We'll we'll find out the hard way, I suppose. Um, but that so that's what I would do. What what would Trump do? Let's say, but in a crazy world where they said, no, no, we want to leave voluntarily. We want a national divorce. Uh, I don't. I think Trump would be inclined to say no. I think Trump would be inclined to be like a a unity man. Like we have to keep America together. Uh probably right he's the next lincoln (laughs) (laughs) he'll teach him a lesson (laughs) tafson says i remember hearing that the dems would have advised the west oh this was the same one sorry vaxxed army says you both discussed that the army grunts are more conservative last week so hopefully they would uprise if given an order by lefty generals but i ask you this didn't we just purge the army of conservatives by making them either get vaxxed 
or be dishonorably discharged. Hopefully a whole bunch of conservatives get vaxxed, uh, got vaxxed to stay in the army. Yeah, I uh, I don't know what the final numbers were. I don't know how many discharges there were. I've also heard that different branches or even different jobs were treated differently as far as the vaccine mandates. So I don't know who remains who maybe is unvaccinated. There supposedly were religious exemptions. I don't know if they were granted or not, but there were applications. Uh, uh, there were almost no exceptions of the religious exemptions in hmm. any branch. So to your point, uh, have they already done the purging to try to weed out the uh, the perceived political enemies within the armed forces? Yeah, I could see the, the vaccine mandate having that effect. I could also just see the demoralization. We know that recruitment has suffered. We know they're having tar- uh, trouble meeting recruitment targets for good reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, in 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 an ideal world, I would be tremendously proud for my son to come to me and say, "I, I want to join the army or join the Marines." That, I'd be very proud right. of that. Um, if he did that, like if he was eighteen right now and he said that, it wouldn't be. I mean, obviously, I'd be worried about conflict, but I'm more worried about the indoctrination within the military than anything else. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's, it's so how many people are joining or avoiding joining because they're worried about the political direction of the armed forces, just like everything else. Um, maybe you're right to Mr. Vaxed army. Maybe there, maybe there are efforts in play to make the military as sympathetic to the coming political goals as possible. I could see mm-hmm. that. I could see that for sure. Do you have any thoughts uh-huh. on that one? I mean, God, I think about that, although Emmeline would <laughs> never join the military, but it would be just be such a disaster because at that point, it's going to be a mercenary army even more than it is right now. Hmm. Um, we can't let our kids do that. Uh, well, I hope by the time that's a reality that the, the situation is different. You know, um, I wouldn't at the same time, I wouldn't be able to unless my unless my son said, no, no, I want to be a lawyer or a doctor or something very specific. I couldn't encourage him to attend a college or university right now absolutely either. not in terms of their question um we didn't really purge i think the most conservative men just got vaccinated they may have i don't know the vast majority i think that there's like one percent holdouts or something yeah it wasn't a lot but uh and i don't know what the final discharge numbers were either it's gonna be so funny when all these vaccinated people start dying uh, <laughs> some might say it's already underway yeah really, i wouldn't uh, i don't I, know if i would say it's funny but uh, there are some problems. It's hilarious. Emerging. It's like the government told you to take this untested vaccine and now you're going to die. Lol. <laughs> okay. Maybe a Irish little Caliphate, harsh, but I, I understand Supreme, what you're saying. Supreme Joe O'Biden. Hey, all that's left in this life, aside of the joy from the joy that my child brings me, is um, the satisfaction of knowing that I was right about everything. So, and laughing at others. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what else is there but Schadenfreude? Uh, do people really think DeSantis is better than Trump? Wait, did I just read this? No, that's a different one. Uh, don't get me wrong. DeSantis has done a decent job in Florida. Trump was the best president of the past 50 years. But DeSantis is basically 2016 Trump again with less charisma, while current Trump has made it clear he's going to gut the government if he's elected in 2024. I don't really think there's much incentive to vote for DeSantis, although I still don't really see what incentive there is to vote at all. The only reason I can think of that's legitimate to vote for Trump right now is your reason, which is to finish the Trump saga. It's the show. Yeah, yeah. the show. I, I, I want a front row seat. I can't deny it. Um, I would. Uh, I mean, Trump did say uh, Trump has said he would gut the government in 2024. He also said that in 2016, said that in 2016 to yeah. 
I would say, pretty minimal effect as far as mm -hmm. swamp draining. I, I understand that it might be a little more swampy under Biden, basically having the Obama presidency sequel. So I'm not trying to say he did nothing or that it was it wasn't any different or something. But what I am saying is that promises for a 2024 election, I will take somewhat lightly. Um, the I, I like I like Ron DeSantis. I think his instincts are good. I think he had the courage to manage Florida mostly right uh, through Corona when not a lot of people did. And I'll give him credit for that. I think that he has some some good jabs at the media that are funny. I If it came down to it, I would vote for him. Sure. I don't I don't have any problem with him. Um, the, the, what he offers in addition to what I think are legitimate political talents. And this is, I go back on for, uh, back and forth on this because Trump has one of the most loyal voter bases. There is, he also inspires the biggest hate vote. And that's, that's the deal you take with him. Would the hate vote for DeSantis be as significant? Uh, the, the question is how do independents break for DeSantis versus Trump? Yeah. And I think I think DeSantis probably has a better pull on independence than Trump would. It's not me saying that I want DeSantis to win or I want Trump to. I'm just like from a pure political analysis perspective, not out, not searching for a particular outcome. I think that DeSantis is going to perform better with the independent voters you have to get to win the election in a, uh, you know, a completely legitimate, non-fortified context, which there's right. a great question as to whether that's even going to happen. But um, but that's what I would say about DeSantis is that his minimization of the he's going to get the Democrat hate vote. Both Trump and DeSantis are going to get the Democrat hate vote. Does DeSantis get the independent hate vote in the same way that Trump does? I don't think he does. I think he performs a lot better with those people. But uh, something about him, he does. He does kind of lack charisma, although if we were really serious about having um having a good moral president, we would not give a shit about whether or not they were charismatic. No. Uh, yeah, then Ron I, Paul would have been president when his time came. Yeah. It, it really should be a, a low, low priority. And that uh, that's why I hate myself for wanting to see the Trump show. That's such a stupid reason. Well, <laughs> but it is a show. I mean, at least you recognize that it, it is. a Yeah. The whole thing is a circus. It is a giant clown show. So why might, why wouldn't I want the ultimate clown show? I mean, we're watching the ultimate clown show right now. The, the Trump clown yeah. show would at least be beclowning a lot of people who deserve it, which would be entertaining in itself. But, but yeah, the, 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 I'm not going to, I just, I won't, I won't sit here and think like if we just put the right people in the, in the certain federal seats that this will all resolve itself. The problem is the federal government. There are some better or worse people, but until we restrain the federal government to its proper constitutional restraints, we're never going to solve this. Doesn't matter who yeah. you put in there. Yep. John says, I'm about to travel to the Philippines to meet my girlfriend's family and ask for their blessings to marry her. So wish me luck. Please. Two questions, though. Where's the Philippines rank among the slant eyed countries? <laughs> do you think Ooh. it's. Yikes. Is that a real question? Do you think it's realistic? China takes them over when they take Taiwan. Well, I will just say congratulations. And the first question is distinctly blondes. So. I mean, they. <sighs> They are like sub Indonesia. They might be dead last. What? They can't be sub China. Go back to where you come of from. Of course, they're okay. sub China. What? Yeah, right. I'm really into the Chinese lately. Okay. I just like them. I just like the Chinese. Have they eclipsed the Koreans? Hell no. Okay, and they're definitely I mean, not the course, Japanese. Of course, you can't be the Japanese. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
I, I do like the Chinese. There are a lot of things about their culture that I that I appreciate. And then, you know, they're an example of a a nation that doesn't let uh, concerns for humanity get in the way of, of modern efficiency. And that is terrifying and fascinating and admirable, admirable, but also horrible. So I just I just really like the, the Chinese. Uh, what was the last question? Like? Do you think it's realistic that China takes them over after they take Taiwan? I'd be shocked if that happened. Hmm. What do you well, think? Uh, I, I, I'm the wrong like guy to ask about China's ambitions. Uh, I, I know very little about the relationship between Taiwan and China and what Taiwan or what China, you know, is aiming to do what they will, what they would do if they actually did take Taiwan over. I'm just, I'm shooting from the hip and I have no experience in the political ongoings of that part of the country. So I will punt, but I will say congratulations, all the best in your, uh, your marriage pursuits. And thanks for the question. Um, then we have Dargon, the ultra mega. I'm trying to be positive, but if we're continuing to fortify our election, it's difficult to have confidence that even if we see a red wave in November, that any gains will be made. If government is just going to pause its leftward lurch for 48 years yeah. and nothing substantial changes, what are our options? When do we come to the conclusion that change might not be possible through the voting booth? You are, you're right on the cusp of that realization that none of this matters. I mean, people that are like, I'm left wing. I'm right wing. What party do you belong to? Republicans in the Senate, blah, blah, 2024. Um, they haven't transcended the confines of people's political orientations, which are relatively meaningless. And people only attribute their political orientation anyway for for social reasons, except for Matt, who actually cares about this stuff. Um, <laughs> so so it's it's even more meaningless. It's like all of us have issues that we're left leaning. All of us have issues that are right leaning. But the dichotomy is largely a way to pit us against each other to distract us from a failing economy and um major major social issues yeah i don't think any of this matters it's like look at what trump accomplished which was um i guess revolutionary for the modern era it's all been undone so even if you're able to lurch forward four to eight years it's all undone with one geriatric piece of shit presidency except for the court the court has done some good things but but, yeah, but uh, you know, we we still have problems on the court. Yeah, they have way too much power anyway. So like well, I, the I, fact that we're we're even using the court to get what we want, um, there's no constitutional basis for that. Yeah, I, I well, the founders would hate this. The founders I, would I, even hate what Trump did. I certainly agree that the court has too much power. Um, in the case of overturning Roe, you know, they're not making a decision for everybody else. They're returning power to where it properly belongs. So, totally. So it's it's not every case, but. Uh, but yeah, the court, the court in many ways has effectively become an unelected body of uh, dictators. And yeah, uh, that's a huge a problem. It's a real problem. I think the and founders would be maybe more dismayed at that than almost anything and that, else. And that's what's done. so frustrating. We get caught in these battles of what decisions, what the correct decision is to make, whether we're talking about any, whatever issue you want, taxes, abortion, uh, mm. foreign policy, all of these things. Yeah, there are important debates. Well, I guess foreign policy is its own thing because that necessarily has to be sort of a, a federal or international thing. But domestically, we get lost in these debates about what the decision should be policy-wise, and we think less about who should be making decisions. And it's very frustrating. It's uh, when we have all granted the premise that these should all be federal decisions, where fifty-one percent of the representation or fifty-one percent uh, of the of the country should be able to impose its will on the forty-nine. If we if we could get past that, stop thinking about about it in terms of parties or left, right, in the way you're describing and and agree on the principle that these things yeah. should almost all be decided locally 
for the purpose of maximizing your political control over your own life and for the purpose of peacekeeping, because in a country this large, it's just not possible for everybody to agree. If we could come together on that, there'd be there'd be hope. But it's very difficult to sell that to people. It's like, okay, we could talk about what what law Congress should pass and debate that until you know the end of the earth. Could we instead talk about whether it would be better if maybe you if maybe that policy was crafted in your town or in your state instead of trying to send people to D.C. to do it, to debate with people from across the country who don't give a shit about you or your neighborhood or your town or your family, just want to yep. impose their will on you. Uh, I know that doesn't necessarily answer the question about how do we, how do we do that, but. Um, oh yeah. And then he also said like, what do we do now? I don't know. I mean, I think that the realization that this is all futile is the first step to. Um, militia reformer. <laughs> the only, the only political solution I see. And, and I know that people have their disputes with it. Convention but, of States. Yes. Yes. I know. Get, get power back into the States and have the States assert their, their rightful power. Through that organization, put people in your your state legislature who are serious about signing onto a convention of states and holding the federal government accountable, returning power to the states without, you know, we had we had that whole discussion about what Congress's involvement actually is. And I gather that they do have some role beyond what I initially thought. Anyway, um, I understand that's a long shot, too, but uh, it's not me saying that's the guaranteed way. It's just I'm done if there's a political solution, that's the one I would entertain. I'm done thinking, just send the right people to DC. Don't even, I'll, I'll enjoy the clown show. That's what I'm here to do, but I'm, I'm not sending people to DC with the impression that, Oh, this group, this, this Congress will finally fix it. Not possible. Not happening. That's true. Um, but I mean, and realizing that is, is important. So, uh, I think it's your turn. Uh, Dan says, hi blonde. Would you ever consider going on Simpcast with Chrissy Mayer? Uh, she's pretty funny and based comedian who talks about politics, culture and issues of the day with a group of different conservative leaning YouTube babes. I think you'd be a good fit. Yeah, I like her. I saw an interview with um, Owen Benjamin. I'm still working on um, Bridget Phetasy and the audience will love this. I like to tell them about interviews that I'm trying to make happen that are never going to happen. Yeah, but I, I got really obsessed with with Chris Langan, the guy with the 205 IQ. Oh, yeah, Um, because he's definitely dissident right like always has been and he's it's just fascinating like uh, the stuff that he said he comes to the same conclusions that all of us have come to so it's kind of this darling of the alt-right is he uh like an overtly political guy he he talks politics or what yeah okay i've never i've Um, never listened to him so i don't know just just fascinating fellow and so i've been doing a bunch of research on him and, and reading about him and reading what he said and then i saw that he had a gab account so I messaged him on Gab and I may or may not have gotten a reply and I'm trying to orchestrate some kind of interview with him. I think it would be such a good get. But I do like Chrissy Mayer. Um, if anybody knows her, or knows of her, get your feelers out. It's easier to talk to these people when they already know who you are and they know who you are when, you're, when your audience har- is harassing them about it. <laughs> so that's the best way to get oh. interviews for me. All right. Um, okay, it's my turn. Oh, this one's a trap. Uh, if the ATF can show up at your home to what's look his at, name? Wait, wait, what's his name? Oh, Mr. Panties. Oh. Nickers. <laughs> what? Um, what? I said Nickers. Oh, like, uh, old timey pants. Yeah. Got if it. The ATF can Thank show you. up at your home and to look at your solvent traps for illegal modification. When can we show up their home the to N-word. check potential illegal modifications of copper plumbing parts into drug paraphernalia? <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, the, the reasoning applies. I think that's uh, completely fair logic. Uh, I like what was the point made the other week where it was. Uh, what did they call? It? They wanted the the Trump the Mar-a-Lago raid called a judge-approved search or something. And this, yeah, I think that was it. This it would be a, a citizen-approved search of uh, ATF residences. Yeah, that sounds fair. Captain Norway says, do you think the Biden regime is hiring weirdos just to rub it in your faces that they could fortify the hell out of uh, out of an election and get away with it because the entire D.C. swamp is Democrat? Yeah, this is it's like I was talking about at the start of the show. And like we were talking about with um, with Biden's speech a couple of weeks ago. I just I have to put myself in the right frame of mind and understand every move they make is intentional stick poking. It has to be there. All of those people they picked from the monkey pox man to Rachel Levine. To them outright saying, oh, you're an extremist who's an enemy of the state. They're poking the stick to try to get to try to to get and bait the sort of reaction that will allow them. Oh, this to is this is a total cycle their mechanism. own power. You know, when you conquer a country um, through war and you rape all the women, you don't have to do that. It's just <laughs> a way to show all the men that they're conquered. That's what they're doing with this governmental tranny indoctrination bullshit with Rachel Levine and then like Karine Jean-Pierre and everything like that. They want to show Americans like average Americans that think this is all insane. You're conquered. We have won on social issues. It it does seem that way where it's like, look, this is insane. We know it's insane. We know that you know it's insane, but we're doing it anyway just to show you that you're going to sit back and accept it. Um, either that or you're going to come after us. But if you do, we have such power and force that we will stop you and then we will use what you did as a political weapon to centralize our own power even more. Exactly. Yeah. So when we regain control, what are we going to do? Does that mean that we're going to have to rape all the trannies? (laughs) It means that we're going to have to we're going to have to bait them into sending grandmas to walk in another prohibited place so that they have their own January 6th. Yeah, really. That we can No, uh, but we really will on. have to replace um, everybody with conservative white men. That'll be the most infuriating thing. <laughs> yes, we've done a uh, 23 and me on every single person and they are all. <laughs> There's not a drop of African or Asian blood in this entire mix. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, America is just... The Prince Harry of the Anglosphere. <laughs> What's your honest opinion of John Lennon? People on the right criticize him for his song Imagine, which they call the worst song ever written, but never praise him for writing the best song ever written. What's the oh, best? Oh, which he, I, I, I clipped it out because he talked a bunch about stuff that didn't matter. It's some feminist song. Well, why is that the best song ever written? I don't know. Maybe didn't oh. explain. Well, I won't be able um, to talk about the best song ever written then. I'm sorry about that. But, uh, but we can all agree that Imagine sucks, right? It's um, communist nonsense. Th- when you, there was a time in my life where I would have thought it was a good song, but that time is not today. And the reason is not just for its, uh, I suppose it's simplicity. I don't have a problem with the way it sounds. Let's put it that way. It's the lyrics. The lyrics are uh, absolute nonsense. Like not only are they unrealistic, they're actually bad. It's nihilistic. Yeah, I suppose it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's all about erasing things that are, they're, that actually are of value. I know. You know, like di- distinctions. Imagine there's no country, no heaven. What else does he say? Uh, and no religion too. Oh, come on, dude. Yeah. Also, imagine, I hate Yoko Ono. <laughs> imagine all the people living lives in, in peace or whatever. Um, yeah, of course, like I, in an ideal world, I want to get along and live in peace and not have conflict. 
that ignores the reality though, that there are just conflicts and there are people with whom you should not get along. And those are an inherent feature of the world. Of course. Uh, Unless you want to erase all the bad people, which seems like a conclusion that we're, uh, that we're trending toward right now. Maybe we could achieve John Lennon's imagine if we just deleted all the people who are a threat to that fantasy world. But yeah, it's like, the older I get, the more it's not just like it's some fantasy utopia. It's that what you're describing is actually bad. Like, even if it was achievable, it's actually bad. It is. It is truly bad. Uh, so, did I read that one or did, did I just comment? Yeah. Um, yeah. My uh, to summarize, like it's it's philosophical dispute that I would have with that song. Not not a matter of the, the musical presentation or anything like that. I'm inclined to agree. Um, oh, regarding Yoko Ono, since we have a little time. Did you know? That she abandoned a child that she had in Japan so that she could go bang John Lennon and shack up with him. Just like left her kid to go fuck John Lennon. Forever. Uh, wait, wait, wait. So say that once more. I'm not sure I Yoko that. Ono did. She did what? She abandoned her child in Japan. So that oh, she, could she had a child before John. John uh, yes. Okay. And then she had kids did they? Oh, they did have kids together. Okay. Yeah, they, she is. They have kids. I think at least one kid that looks like a perfect amalgamation, amalgamation, but both of their like bad features. Oh no! Yeah. Yeah. All right. Did um, I read that one? Uh, um, I'll, I'll just read this one. Long Dong John says regarding Gibson's Bakery, if they depended on the college catering contracts, they almost certainly won't be getting any more to keep the business afloat. Wouldn't they be better off moving the? Uh, and restarting the business elsewhere. If you two are running this bakery, what would you do? Well, I don't, I don't, uh, I obviously can't claim to know what, what exactly their situation is going to be now that they're going to get the money, which, uh, the $37 million payout coming from Overland to this bakery that was falsely accused of racism in 2016, because they busted up a shoplifter who stole wine from them and happened to be black. And he did it, right? Yes. He, he pled guilty and in court, read a statement that said Gibson's bakery did, was not racially motivated. I stole stuff. Um, so if it was me, well, it's, it's very hard for me to say, because I think that in general, given that they've been made an enemy in that community and that probably will continue, is it the perfectly logical thing to just take what you have? And if you want to continue the business, start it up somewhere else that probably does make the most sense. However, there are a lot of emotional elements here, and I'm not saying that ma- that makes it right, but these are considerations if you're that family. That family has had that business since 1885, Ooh. and the, the the mom who's running it now, this I the the most upsetting. Well, there are a lot of upsetting things about the story, but both her husband and her father-in-law, so her husband's and her, her husband and her husband's father both died during this scandal that's been going on since 2016. Watching their so life's work they just gets, watch their life's work just disappear because of some bullshit reason. Yeah, gets smeared as racist. And so I'm sure that there's a, a big motive on the part of the family to do right by those they've lost and to carry on the business and restore it to what those men would want it to be. Is that a fool's errand? Maybe. Um but I know if I was in that situation, it would be very difficult for me to leave that business because I would feel an obligation to my dad and to my grandfather, even if it wasn't the most likely place for success um, that I, that I would want to see, see their operation through. Um, Maybe that's a smart decision. Maybe it's not, I don't don't know, but uh, 
but that's probably what I would do. I'd probably try to try to do right by my my family's establishment if I was in that situation. And the the as far as their business model, if I understand it, they did have a lot of uh, contracts with the school. They also just relied on foot traffic from the school. And maybe as this fades, maybe the next rounds of students will be detached enough from that whole incident that they won't. This won't be as pressing of a thing. Right. Or maybe the news after the fact that like, yeah, that was all bullshit. Maybe you'll get some more students coming in there. I don't know. I mean, when I saw this story, I w- I'm, I'm collecting the shirts. You know, I've got like Suker and Sons from Washington because somebody sent me one, which I appreciate. He's the Star Wars <laughs> shop guy with the tranny. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I got a Gibson's Bakery one coming. I want the whole collection. <laughs> and if you're inspired by Gibson's story, um, you know, just go buy a shirt from them. Go um, go buy a gift card from them. Go order donuts Where and say this bakery? it's in Oberlin, Ohio. Oh, okay. you know, uh, if if the, if you would like to support that business, you know, I know they make maybe they can move. Maybe they could. They got money to work with now. Yeah. But uh, but that's, uh, you know, that that's that's an option for all of us, too. It's like if you want to help them succeed, help them succeed. Throw a little business their way. Um, anyway, what it, I, I didn't offer the question to you, but do you think in that situation, do you think you would try to keep it where your family started it or would you bail? No, I mean, I think that the important thing is the legacy of the business mm. and keeping the integrity of the legacy of the business. So does the actual brick and mortar really make that much of a difference? I mean, I think that they would do really well in a more in a more conservative area. There are lots of conservative areas of Ohio. Mm. Can't they just move a hundred miles away? I'm sure they I'm sure they probably they could. can now. Yeah. I see I'm much more. I don't know why I have an irrational, like vengeful spirit in this too. Like, I, I want them to reopen and say, Gibson's Bakery, no blacks. And I'm, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> please, no blacks. I, I just want them to rub it in the face of that school because that's what the school did to them. And I yeah. know that usually I'm trying to argue for principles that aren't about vengeance. But sometimes Nana Nana Boo Boo is a principal. Well, what they it? did, what this, what the school did, what the student body did too. But, but there was it was the dean of students making it a personal mission to destroy this business. There's one thing I forgot to include in the video. I, I wish I had because it does matter. Talk about the involvement of the actual school administrator. There were texts introduced at trial between the dean of students and one of her assistants talking about something to the effect of flaming this business into the ground. See, they don't want to stay there. Ah, it's just like, well, that, that lady's gone. Thankfully, she's not at the school anymore, but she only left at the end of last year. So oh, Berlin, what a piece of shit education. Didn't I, Lena Dunham go there? I don't know. Maybe she did. Um, I, I guess I should maybe check my urge for vengeance too, because from the school administration, the primary person who pushed that is now gone. So I suppose maybe I should be gracious enough to say that if Oberlin is under new management, at least partially, I should. You know, it's never going to change. Well, I don't know. I mean, they're. I'd like to say that they're going to learn their lesson now, but that's the other thing. It's like, yeah, it's a big check to cut. But how are these colleges supported? They're supported by federally subsidized loans. I know, I know it's I know. a private school, but this, the kids who are going there are taking out federal loans. We're bailing out those loans. All sorts of federal assistance that goes to private schools anyway. They just need a bigger, they just get another check from Uncle Sam. That's all that, that happens. Here. I find it's your a- enduring optimism about people like re- respecting logical principles after something like this happens really endearing and infuriating. <laughs> okay. well, I mean, 
I guess you've got to keep the hope alive. I'm bending on this one. I'm saying, come on, just put a giant middle finger in the bay in your. No, but you said window. like I maybe I sh- maybe Overland has you know is yeah. under better management. Or well, something. maybe they are. I don't know. Um, Ineptius, which one is better to live in a high IQ white aesthetic society? Does that mean like white like white appearing society, white aesthetic society? I th- I think it means racial because there's a black reference here too. Well, yeah, but but white aesthetic society. Uh, I guess, I guess maybe like European aesthetic. Is that okay? Or an all true believing black Christian society and why? Um, well, Protestants of any race are worthless to me. So a a black Christian (laughs) society is not going to really help me out much. Wow. Protestants of any race are worthless. I don't know what to tell you. All right. Uh, (laughs) I got to go with high IQ, white aesthetic society on this one. Well, I guess it, it depends on the, the premises here. All true believing. I, I don't believe, I don't think that there's a higher value out there than the truth. I think so. He, but, but he means, he means a true believer, true Christian believers. Okay. So, but what is that? I guess what I'm saying is that a statement that their, that their belief is in fact true, or is that saying that they're loyal to their belief system? They're loyal to their beliefs. Okay. I mean, loyalty to falsehood is not a virtue. Uh, but if you're telling know, me that they, that they live according, they live perfectly according to the truth. Well, sign me up because that's the highest value there is as far as I'm concerned. But high IQ white leftists might be the single most infuriating demographic in, in human existence right now, though. I would much rather deal with sub 100 IQ people that know that they don't know anything and people that are smarter than that, and they think that they they know everything. That's the mark of wisdom. Stephen Hawkins, 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 Hawking, just he, one Hawking. He may be um, the the most infuriating person alive. People are like he's of such high intelligence, but he doesn't have this this mentality that even his intelligence is so limited. Like his IQ yeah. is what like one seventy. God's IQ is infinite. He, all of us, IQ seventy five to IQ two hundred, we're like ants compared well, to his intelligence. Well, yeah, okay, I understand exactly what you're saying, and I, I didn't think of this in those terms right away. So this is really a question about, if I'm understanding, what is of higher value, high IQ or moral integrity? Moral, moral integrity. Yeah, but that's not what it's about because he's also talking about race. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose the race variable is just put in there, I guess, as some kind of wild card. Stephen Hawking's dead. Did he die? I, he oh. might have. It might have been. Yeah, it might have been recent. Oh, I don't know that. Um, oh no. <laughs> uh, oh no, it was a little while ago. It was March 2018. Why did I think he was still alive? Hmm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, obviously, uh, uh, intelligence is important, but I would not rank it higher than than moral integrity you can be highly in- a highly intelligent criminal is actually extremely dangerous dangerous right. so uh so i'm, I'm gonna go with all the- these not highly intelligent but somewhat intelligent people in in politics they're trying to institute mm. all these horrible social programs like they're 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 dangerous they're dangerous people mm. i'd rather live with an 85 iq person that's like i don't know shit because i'm stupid but what we're talking about is is lower intelligence with moral integrity and those with moral integrity would not do the abusive things that you're talking about or at least not do it intentionally 
Did you just suggest but, that black people have lower intelligence? Is that what just happened? I'm I'm just taking the premise of the question here that you you have a choice between lower IQ with moral integrity versus higher IQ implicitly less moral integrity. Okay, if let, let me change the question. If he said white Catholic, like lower IQ white Catholics, I'd take that society over a secular high IQ white society. Ah. I mean, I don't, I, the, the, I guess I'd have to ask the question asker, like the intent of the race variable. I that's the race variable confused this question. That's a, that's a lower, as we've discussed many times, that's a lower priority for me, but, uh, I understand why people make the priorities that they do anyway. Um, Oh God. All right. Oh no. It's about Tom Brady. Okay, fine. Incompetent hands. It's been a while, but I wanted Blonde to take a better favorite subject. Football. Blonde, have you followed the Giselle and Tom Brady breakup? Is that really happening? I have actually followed it a little <laughs> I've bit. I've not followed closely, but supposedly he was away from training camp for a couple of weeks and there was like a big fight that they had or something. When it comes up, I point out how Giselle is a dumb hypocrite, a.k.a. a woman, but I turn it around on Tom. I explain hypergamy and why you don't marry a woman who makes more money than you do. Women are quick to nag but wind up agreeing with me. The Manosphere is saying even if you're Tom Brady, you're still not good enough. I get it, but whether it's this story or Johnny Depp, why is the right still lacking when it comes to discussing sex dynamics? P.S. Have you heard of Just Pearly Things? No, but because of this question, I subscribe to her, so I'll check her out. Um... Okay, I don't know that this is an issue with hypergamy because uh, Tom Brady left his pregnant fiance so that he could bang a supermodel. So now I just feel like maybe he just lacks integrity. Hmm. Although Giselle was also part of that too. Is that true? Am I understanding this correctly that she makes more than him? Is that what this is saying? I don't know. I, I would have a hard time believing that, but I suppose it's possible. Um, the whole thing is, I don't really know that it says that much about hypergamy because he might just be a piece of shit. He might've cheated on her. He's done it before. So if that's the issue, then isn't it, and he's making more money then isn't it true that she cares less about hypergamy? I don't know. I don't really care about this kitchen sink. I'm getting married on Saturday. (laughs) And did you have anything to say about that? Um, well, the, the question is, why is the right still lacking when it comes to discussing sex dynamics? I'm trying to think if I agree with that premise or, or not. Um, I suppose that this specific idea of this premise here of don't don't marry a woman who makes more money than you uh, is is what he's getting at here. Um, I, I guess to, to, to his point, I don't hear that discussed very much. But I, I also don't, I mean, I certainly don't think that that's necessarily an incorrect point. I, I, I would agree that there's something kind of inherent to that that causes conflict. I'm not saying it's like impossible to overcome, but I think it's that there's hard. a certain level of inherent. Number one, there will be female resentment because there's something inherent about women. They, they want to feel provided for. They want, to, they want to feel taken care of, not. Like they're providing, they're winning their own bread, so to speak. And then from a man's perspective, there's also a certain, I suppose, emasculation or something like that, where you feel like you're not doing that breadwinning or that providing. Um, you really I, would have to overcome a lot. Yeah. Because if, uh, I, they have nannies and stuff. But like in a normal marriage, if she were making more money and had to have the children, which is a terrible toll on your body and yeah. was doing the primary caretaking, at a certain point, you get to a, you get to a point where you're like, 
what is even the point of having you around? Yeah, it's like, like uh, what, even what, division of labor leaving? kind of concepts. It's like, yeah. I do this, you do that. Yeah. And yeah. there's a certain, there's a satisfaction in that. It's like, whether it's in your place of work or whether it's within your family, when you know your role and you know what you provide to the team, there's a satisfaction in that. When you start messing with that, that can cause conflict. Of course, I'm not saying, I don't mean this to say that it's impossible for such a relationship to succeed. But who wants but, to bang a dad that's like the stay-at-home dad? Who wants to? Yeah, I think, that, I think there's a certain level of conflict inherent to that. And I don't, I mean that both ways. I think that that man is probably unlikely to be satisfied with his own arrangement. And that woman's probably likely to be unsatisfied too, but yeah. Kitchen sink. I'm getting married on Saturday. Congratulations. And we hopefully have secured our first place to live. Appreciate the podcast and Colin show for keeping me entertained in my night shifts. I've been blessed more than I can express. White pill question. What are some blessings in your life that have happened recently that you're thankful for despite the black pills? Mm. Oh, I don't know. It's everything's about Emmeline. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else there is to to say, but that's such a it's such an overwhelming gift that what else could you say? You know, uh, well, she's the, so funny lately. It's just such a funny age. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's it it's it's it really is different every day. There's a there's a new skill. There's a new. Is Calvin talking? Uh, just babble no no meaningful words yet but the the steps are still kind of coming together and yeah it's uh i know it's totally cliche to go to the to the child answer but i i don't know what other, what other possible answer there would be i'm trying to think of anything that i could give honorable mention to as like <laughs> uh good things that have happened um in the last year they all involve him you know it's cool to watch my parents be grandparents it's cool to watch uh, my wife's side of the family get to experience him as well um what what, what like what have i okay in the last what year the we've somehow evaded banning again <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah that's remarkable i haven't been banned yet that's that's nice we are gonna end up being the longest running show in this sphere uh maybe we're, we're, we're already pretty close like it'll be seven years in may well there's like you know uh, Steven Crowder's been going a lot longer. Dave Rubin's been going longer. Yeah. Um, you know, you know there's a, a lot of time. people who have been going longer than we have, but we have, I'm not, I won't, I am proud of having something that has been sustainable for that period of time. Certainly. Yeah. It's getting increasingly difficult to, um, not let my, my black pilledness just permeate yeah. all of this because it's just like, you know, I just want to focus on, on my, kids yeah. and stuff and it's like talking about politics and like that that person that that was coming to the realization the two-party system is bullshit and is like well what what do we what do we do yeah what do, what do we what do we do that's how i feel i'm like well what now like i i understand everything that's going on but i i don't have any action steps well you like, build your own family and urge others to do the same and i know that that doesn't produce a different tomorrow necessarily but it does have long it does it does i i mean like in the literal sense like immediate results but when over time when you build families that stand strongly themselves they'll laugh in the face of attempted government power grabs because they don't need it they would never vote yeah. for such a thing they would never accept such a thing the only reason that a critical mass of people do vote for these things is because we've uh, we've established <laughs> a critical mass of broken homes broken families that aren't taking care of each other and aren't providing for each other. And so we look to some nameless, faceless state or some taxpayer to do it for uh, us. 
And if we could eliminate that, then we wouldn't have any need for the sort of uh, yeah. power structure that's been built. I know that that's so long into the future, but it's one of those things that if everybody did their part, if everybody did their best at building a family and keeping that family together, it solves not just this problem of sort of government uh, power a and overreach. It solves almost everything. Yeah. Nobody, there's nobody better at taking care of your problems than you and your family. Yeah. And there never will be. There's no government. There's no expert. There's no business leader. There's not even, there is, there's nobody who will do it better for your family than you will and your family will. And we need to stay true to that principle. Um, just me or let's see uh that's all the questions right that's it, yeah. uh, thank you guys for sending your questions appreciate it again call, uh, contact page of the website look for the call-in show question form if you'd like to send a question appreciate it guys uh over on uh the super chats Kledge fenrer says heard of the illinois illinois safety act uh the state is doomed is this the new law they have where they're not going to it's a whole class of crimes for which they're not going to hold people I think what let me get it correct it's going to be like it's going to be serious crimes are going to be uh are are are, people are going to be out on the street for serious crimes um but that's just what i've heard i've not looked at the details of it (laughs) well here's the fact check no there is no purge law in illinois (laughs) it's not going to be the purge you guys Here's the here are the facts about ending cashless bail. Okay, so I don't know the specifics, but it sounds like they're going the route where just because you can't pay to get out of jail doesn't mean that you shouldn't be let out of jail. Okay, There's, uh, well, all I see is a whole bunch of actually no actually fact checks on no. this, which tells me that the worst is probably true. I uh, tell you what, um, if you want to read some chats, I can try to get the specifics here. Sure. Uh, choke point says Matt. What is that watch you're wearing? Ah, Why did I read it like that? Uh, well, if you want to know the specifics of this watch, it's kind of funny. Um, this is actually a custom paracord band for this watch that I've made. But this watch is, is very meaningful for me. Um, this watch was actually my brother's watch. And it might be the last gift that I ever bought him. I don't know. It was, his, uh, it was for his birthday in 2013. And I was actually sitting in this room. Because this used to be my room in our old house arrangement. And I was in here playing Xbox or doing whatever I was doing. And my brother came to the door and he said, hey, it's my birthday this weekend. Give me your credit card. <laughs> <laughs> and he took it and he bought this like, I don't know, it was like a $100 watch or something. Um, and it, and it, it, was, it was called the private. And it's sort of like, I mean, you can see it's a very basic sort of uh, army green. Why can't I tell you? It's just a very simple, no frills military style watch and um you know and then what happened is what happened but uh this watch was actually sitting on the counter when that happened it was one of the first things that i kind of found or had when all that went down and so doesn't it make you sad to wear it um i suppose at a time it would have it doesn't make me sad anymore in like a in a cry kind of way it it's heavy in that i know what it means to me But in the same way I'm talking about what happened with Gibson's where doing right by the people that you've lost and making them proud is of such paramount importance. That's what this stupid watch represents to me and other things. It's like, I don't look at it and feel sad. I look at it and feel like I'm carrying a piece of what we had, a piece of 
who he was and uh, sort of reminding myself to work hard, make him proud, carry that stuff on. And that's, that's why the Gibson stuff hits me so hard too. It's like that. I, that's why I want them there with the middle finger in the window. Like I want, I want the dad and the grandpa to be proud from wherever they are today. Yeah. Making me emotional. All right. Thank you for the question. I, I'm sure um, I'm sure the super said, chat did not think it was going to go that direction necessarily, but just asking because it looks sharp and I've been getting into watches lately. I already have a tag Hauer aqua racer and yeah. a luminox leather back i don't know what any of that means ah, i don't know those watches but this one came with like a it was like a army green kind of canvas band and that wore out over time and um and i one of the things i got into like last summer or the summer before which is with boredom because i used to have a really cool uh my brother was really into paracord because that's kind of like a military thing and then um and i had a paracord band that i had bought too but it, it the the clasp on it broke so i never got into like paracord weaving but people are really into that like there are whole youtube channels on all the crazy paracord weaves you can do to make wristbands and you know just like all sorts of crazy stuff and so um and so i thought it'd be cool to make a just a paracord band for, oh you made for that this. yeah i did the the paracord weave on it oh, so that's cool. all it's just a custom paracord band the watch is the is the the actual watch face is oh, the okay. original so you can't buy this one but you can make it with about $5 worth of supplies. Of course, it's not the the value that's important to me. It's it's what it represents. Oh, Matt. Um, just me. Sorry I sent a note earlier. It wasn't the clearest. I'm kind of tired. Matt, message you via email. Please check. Best to both of you. Hope the babies are well. Thank you so much. They're not babies anymore. <laughs> they are toddlers, basically. Yeah. No. Uh, thank you. And I, I because I got distracted on the watch thing i did i've not got the safety act specifics so my apology on that but i'll keep trying to see there's so there's so much in this i don't know that i'm gonna be able to actually get through the details of the safety act in like the two minutes that i have to read this it's mostly petty like misdemeanors and stuff right i I, not what i saw i saw claims that like people committing serious crimes are going to be let out like violent crimes um so there's there's there are some crimes will become non-detainable offenses, including wait wait wait. Let me read this. Can defendants still be held in jail prior to their trials? While some publications on social media posts cited by Snopes have argued that some crimes will become non-detainable offenses. So there's a whole class of these non-detainable offenses apparently, including second-degree murder and other violent acts. The state says the judges will still be allowed to order pretrial detention in specific circumstances. Well, second degree murder sounds like a pretty specific circumstance in which to hold a person. I, I guess what they're saying is it just because you're accused of murder doesn't mean that you will automatically be held. It's still up to just judge discretion. But of course, we've had a lot of questionable judicial decisions uh, as it relates to criminal justice in the last few years. So good Lord. Ah. <sighs> That's going to be a disaster. Um, Colton Regal says, Matt, I'm curious about what you idea, what ideas you had for that fiddle music blonde darling Nellie Gray on air when I did listen to it the other day. Never that that would actually get me get me kicked off. Uh, and I don't know that. What that's was the fiddle music I was talking about? I don't know. Is this about fiddling while the like fiddling on the uh, sinking Titanic. of the Titanic, like as the world dies? I can't remember. Ooh. Sorry, I don't Dear know the, 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 the context. My apology. From Tippy Stream, a big donation. I sent a question to your show email. Love you both. Oh, it'll have to be on next week's. Uh, well, in two weeks, apparently. 
but because uh, we won't be doing questions next week. But of course, if if we did miss it, go ahead and just resend it into the uh, call in show question form. And of course, as we remind everybody, try to be as brief as possible. That is appreciated because Blonde doesn't um, select novels to be read. I don't. And then I don't tell you that I'm not going to read it on air. I just don't. I just don't. She just on there. gives you the finger. I do. Uh, uh, thank, thank you so for, much for that. Appreciate it. We love you. Jeffrey Epstein. You're very left. special. No, no, thank you, sir. Uh, Chaos Learland says, I choose to believe Matt will bag an elk. I also choose to believe Matt will <laughs> I bag hope so. It certainly bag won't be an me. Elk, it won't, bag a milk, it an won't elk. be me doing the bagging. Um, it will be me hopefully assisting. But as far as the shot, that is not in my hands. Uh, but I, I hope that we're successful. I hope I have something cool to tell you about when I come back. It's sound really broke back mountainy. <laughs> uh, Colton Regal. It, I, I'm going to let you out of this one. The by forecast is cold, too. There's going to have to be a lot of huddling. You can't do that no matter how cold it is. This, you this, can't. It's just a matter of survival. How many men are going? <laughs> is it just one other man? Uh, it is just me and one other man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gay! Is your wife okay with this? Uh, yeah, of course. Mm. We're both married men trying to provide for our families. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'll provide all right. What do you think this is? Cover for some sort of wilderness infidelity? No. Um, you don't exude any kind of gay vibes. You're very clearly straight. I what? Think. Now I just. Well, why uh, does that I, offend you? Now I feel insulted because the Internet uh, has told me otherwise for so many years, including no, the chat. All these, it's because all these men want to have sex with you. That says nothing uh, about your sexuality. Um, that's a, Colton that's Regal. just a compliment. Yeah. It is. Yeah, totally. Uh, on a serious note, cigarettes have loads of added chemicals to make inhaling possible. With pipes and cigars, it's straight tobacco. Inhaling will burn your throat and make you nicotine sick. Oh. Hmm. Well, thank you for letting me know. He also said, cigars killed my Uncle Phil. I knew someday they'd get him. He bent over in the street to pick one up, and the bus drove by and hit him. Wait, what? He got hit. Picking up a cigar. So he, he bent over him. the street to pick up a, a cigar and a bus drove by and hit him. Holy shit. Are you serious? <laughs> no, no, of course not. What? What is this <laughs> He's about? Joking. He's just talking about cigars killing. He's just joking. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought this was real. <laughs> you Do you want to take some of these? You got me. Yeah. Justifiably <laughs> stupid said he's going to email me and tell me it was real. No, he's like, no, he's that is dead. Yeah. yeah. Justifiably stupid said the U.S. military is not made up of individuals. It's made up of factions. If uh, if even five percent of the Defense Department could defect, it would paralyze the entire chain of command. Oh, that's true. I said I suppose that's one thing I didn't think of is uh, it depends. The, the, it depends how many defect, but it also definitely depends who and what their positions are. That's uh, that's an important point. So thank you for that. Z-Man says, uh, isn't this why we have a Second Amendment? Or are you going to watch the government haul your children off the sexual uh, off to the sexual chopping block? No, I agree that uh, I, I don't care what context it is, whether it's this uh, transgender context or whether it's uh, anything else. When people are trying to take your kids, that is a uh, that that's that's um, there's no choice in that matter. It is your job to defend them no matter what that means or entails. So. Yeah. Uh, I hope it doesn't come to that, but anybody who tries to tell me that my children are their property to be revoked from my custody, you're, what a nightmare. you're telling me my life's purpose has been revoked and that's a dangerous proposition. So yeah, uh, we're just going to have to see how that resolves itself. Long done, John. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Did you want to read one? Uh, 
yes, Long Don John, maybe dresses Gavin McInnes in fake swatting live or dresses Tim Pool and calling a real swatting. Blunt goes Marjorie Taylor Green. That sounds like a way we could all get shot. Uh, not a chance, but it's funny. Uh, Nicholas H. Matt, please read some right-wing views on why we shouldn't have an Article 5 convention. Stop calling it a convention of states. Fight me. <laughs> oh, no. Well, that that is what it is. You can call it whatever you want, but that is what it is. It's also an Article 5 convention. I mean, I have. We had a whole call weeks ago um, entertaining those uh, entertaining those perspectives. Uh, I get it that that you can use a convention of states to do bad things. Uh, the status quo is the federal government doing bad things. Mm-hmm. The argument that I've heard is, well, we should just enforce the Constitution that we have. I agree. It's great. Who's doing the enforcement? How, how is that yeah. going to happen? It's not currently happening. Instead, we're being mocked and laughed at. And so if you agree, if we all agree that the only way to solve this politically is to get power back into the hands of the states where it rightfully belongs. Listen, I'm not saying that I have all the answers and this is the solution, but I do not accept the status quo as the mechanism for doing that. I, I suppose if, you're, if your answer is uh, actually enforce and defend the Constitution, yeah, it, that would require taking up arms. I'm not saying you're wrong to conclude that. But if, if we're going to consider anything otherwise then that's it. That's all there is. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying that the constitution necessarily has to have massive change, but this is the other thing about uh, convention of States. It's not just about enforcing the, the proper uh, power arrangement between the federal government and the States. I think that there are some changes to the constitution that, that might be wise to make. And I think that the yeah. convention of States organization has several of those at heart. Things like term limits, Right. You want to you want to limit the power of the federal government. There are all sorts of things there are other things that we could that we could amend the Constitution to say to achieve and maintain that sort of uh, power distribution. So, yeah, I mean, can I guess the argument that it could be used for bad ends? Yes. So can Congress. Congress is a constitutional institution. It's currently being used for bad ends. Um, So can every piece of government that is allegedly constitutional as it's currently operating, but it's not. So that that's my issue with the argument. It's a compared to what argument could this produce bad ends, I guess, but compared to what, and by doing, I don't want to mischaracterize this person's argument, but if the answer is status quo, you're going to get bad ends regardless. The only other option I see, unless I'm missing something is actually taking up arms to resolve this that way. And if, This is a hypothetical exercise, Susan and everybody. If that's what you mean, that's fine. I'm not saying you're wrong to believe that. But if if you believe, I I would, uh, Nicholas, I would request, if you see an option to restore the federal government to its proper restrained role besides convention of states or actual military conflict or like armed conflict, um, I would like to hear it. I, I mean that sincerely. I'm not speaking rhetorically. I can't think of another option. I, I don't believe that that we're going to um, achieve that by just voting for the right people to go to D.C. Yeah. So if, <laughs> you're welcome to email and we can arrange our combat if you uh, <laughs> if you would like to Fight do to that. Yeah. Uh, you want to read the little Yeah. Mr. Harry Pohl says, uh, good, e- <laughs> good evening, Kwanzanians. Quan- you guys uh, need to keep exporting... Jagarian issues 
after Big Floyd died, we had a BLM protest in my city, maybe 20 to 30 kids, mostly female. And they even managed to find one mulatto girl somehow. <laughs> I have no idea what that's even talking about. He's talking Who, about BLM protests. We're exporting Jogarian issues to where, though? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't have anything to do with the uh, export, exportation, exp, exporting, whatever. Outsourced freedom. The Gibsons have moral integrity. They should move their business to a more inviting atmosphere and use the money to do good. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. I I could be persuaded either way. Um, I'm just glad that there's there's some kind of. Uh, resolution for them um let's see long dot uh outsource freedom okay make gibson's bakery into uh, a chain or a franchise keep the legacy while reducing dependence on a hostile college town to stay afloat yeah i you could do that route too uh before we're out of here nicholas h says as opposed to uh state nullification if that fails take up arms yeah i, I suppose that's fair um from my perspective those are effectively the same thing what we're talking about is uh a bunch of states saying nope not doing that if you send feds here we're going to arrest them yeah Yeah. we're not going to enforce your federal law we're not going to participate with your federal law enforcement it's all bullshit it's not constitutional which is correct i agree um i guess why the reason i'm treating those as the same is because once we do that um i i would view it as a an inevitable outcome that there would be armed conflict. I, I, unless maybe the, the federal government is like, okay, <laughs> you beat us. <laughs> I, maybe, I doubt that's going to happen. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I think you're too optimistic about the prospect of armed conflict. Have you not been listening to legal man? No, I never really have. Duh! I mean, I have here and there. I've listened to you talk to him, but I've never been like an avid listener. Oh, he's the best. I'm Eric Burns Marsh. Matt, you may not have all the answers, but fortunately, Blonde does. Ah. I really don't. You know, people that think that they have all the answers should never be listened to. Although I have said I'm always right on this stream no fewer than five times. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know anything. We're all limited by um, our puny human intellect. I refreshed the wrong way and now I have nothing on my screen. Are we all finished up or were there more? Yeah, I think so. Yep. We're good. I will. Uh, I will trust you on that. And my apology if I missed anybody's uh, anybody's chat. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Very much appreciated. Appreciate your thoughts. Appreciate your calls. Appreciate your emails. Appreciate your chats and your support for the show as well. Um, before I forget, a reminder, we will be off next week. Hopefully I will be successful in my elk hunt and have a great story for you. But we shall have to wait to see we'll be uh, back on sunday as usual not just not just this sunday but for the foreseeable sundays and we'll talk about whatever happens between now and then uh until then have a great night appreciate it bye guys